1: Good morning, good morning, good morning, beautiful folks. What is going on? Wow. I am just here for the tea. Spicy. It's hot. What can I tell you except, wow. We're going to give it to you live and direct. Um, I don't even know what to say this morning. (laughs) It's just so crazy at the moment. There's so much going on on the political front. We've got three guests up for you this morning. I'm very excited to be welcoming Alva Saku around the eight o'clock hour. This will be Alva's first time on during the um, political season. And he's coming at the perfect time because the campaign trail is hot, hot, hot. Aye, 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 folks. I don't know who's calling me, but it's showtime, folks. Don't be calling me during the show. You guys know, unless you're trying to get on air, this is not the time to call. But it is the time for some real sus. What can I tell you? Lots going on. All right, well... Let's start off um, talking about some weekend happenings that we never really got to conclude on yesterday's program. Of course, on this program, we love our audience. So good morning to Miss Lily. Good morning, Morna. Oh, she sees her friend here. Good morning, Anne-Marie. Hello, Jan. Keisha. Yes, honey, we here for it today. Olivia, ah, Mia is here. Mia's like, yeah, I'm here for the tea. Got it hot and direct. What a hot mess. Um, Yvette is here, beautiful Yvette. Good morning, Yvette. DJ Lynn is here, what? Now you know it's hot when DJ Lynn decides to join the program. He looking a little sus this morning as well. I hope you got your CMR mug. Vanessa, Wagwan, Desi, so good to see you. Yes, good morning to the Sister Islands as well. Thank you, Desi, for the reminder. We are not one, but we are three. Beautiful Cayman Islands. Brianna has it locked in. Louie, all the way from Detroit. I wonder if this person calling me does not realize that I'm on it here. Hello. Good morning. I i i let me just uh send them a quick message. Um so things are hot this morning. I I don't think this person's trying to get on air with me. And uh I got my water. <laughs> I, got, I got everything I need. No t- no tea this morning. I didn't have time to make tea. Uh, blossom. Thank you. Locking in from Jamaica. Top of the morning to you, Louis. Jasara is also here. Hey, Bruce, don't worry, honey. You're going to get all your questions answered this morning. Larry, Tamara, Felicia, Mr. Giles is here. Good morning. Hey, Richie, Rich, you got my little, um, snacks for me this morning. I'm supposed to come and see you. It's going to be a crazy day. 34 degrees in Detroit. That is definitely jacket weather. Morna, as soon come, don't worry. Misha, aw. Good morning to the beautiful Misha. She says, what's a cuppa without you? All right, get your cups ready, folks. This morning, you might want to fill it up with something more than just tea, to be honest. I'm thinking a little (laughs) glass of wine or something else is more appropriate. The beautiful Ervalyn is here. Patrick. Sharon, good morning. Good morning. Good morning. I know everybody's like, we need to see your face. Give me one. Give me one second. You're going to you're going to figure out in a second. I'm actually doing something in the background. because I've got a little video for you guys that it's going to make you go. "Hmm, What? Hey, James. What's going on? All right. I think I think my video is ready. You know, I can't do too many things on this computer at one time because it is Maxing out the processing. Lizette. Uh, yeah, lots of people locked in already. Good morning, Lena. Good morning, Jackie. Now I want you guys to listen to a couple things this morning before we get started. All right, this person must really need to urgently speak to me because I've said I'm on air and they're still calling. All right, so here is, um, here is the first video that I want you guys to watch. And then we're going to talk about it and you can tell me what your thoughts are on this situation. Now you guys know that we stand for free speech here in this program. But this video kind of takes it to a slightly different level. All right, this person's desperate to get a hold of me. Wow. This got to be some kind of emergency. Hold on. Ah, uh, Lizette says she's been missing the action. Girl, you cannot miss election action. This is hey, hey. This is like hot tea. Okay, watch this video. I'm going to see who this person is calling, what the fire is that I need to clearly be putting out, and I will be right back. You're
2: going to take that fucking phone and it I tell you keep up with that fucking phone. You threaten me, right? Threaten you? I don't threaten you. I'm telling you like it is. Who is that you? Fucker. Say your name. Say your name. Ask the man
3: that will your mama.
2: I'm going to take your car number and go to the police and report you. That's what you're doing. Your mama number, not my mama. My mama is better than you. 187-924.
1: 187, the phone number, 192. Okay, that is actually not the... That's not the full video that I wanted to show you guys. Hold on one second. I'm going to actually get you the full video because this, this is kind of crazy. Um, Amjad sent me the video. I think he sent it to me first before anybody else got it. And then I want you guys to listen to um, the voice note as well, to be honest. So give me one second. Let me just get this video rendering. And I want you to hear his, his voice note that goes along with it. It says here it's going to take six minutes to do that. So we'll continue the conversation. And um, come back to that here in a minute. So big shout out to um, Kenneth Bryan, who's also coming in the program a little bit later on. We have Wayne Panton. um, Alric. Now, I'm hoping that this is uh, the right video for Alric because, child, I've had so many that... (laughs) Um, I gotta double check and make sure this is the right one. All right, have a look at the Alden fiasco from yesterday. For those of you who've not yet seen this, we still need to understand how he got a brand new fence courtesy of the NRA. A hot mess. All right, you guys ready? Who's ready? Where's your cup of tea? Where's your cup of Milo? Yeah, child. Things are hot all over the Cayman Islands. Um there I am. Those are you I'm listen, I'm even a hot mess this morning because I I don't know what to tell you. It's just we've got less than one month. Before um, the election. And can I just tell you, I'm ready for it? Uh, Alden called an early election, and it is no wonder because it looks like people have kind of lost their minds a little bit. And it is getting so incredibly interesting. So, over the weekend, there are a number of meetings. Uh, Ozzy had his meeting on Saturday. Um, Chris Saunders had his meeting on Saturday. In case you missed it, we live stream both of them. Ozzy was, I, he was hot. Um, is a very interesting and funny person. And Chris Saunders was hot. In fact, Chris really had an excellent crowd. And um, he really brought it. Like, if you missed it, his you know, presentation was full of passion. He didn't have one sheet of paper in front of him, which I know Chris can talk, honey chow. Trust me, I know. And he just, you know, he just brought it. And if you missed it, go back on the the video section on our Facebook page and have a look. So in the middle of uh, Chris's show, his, not his show, in the middle of his live stream, I got a message, Sandy Alva just announced that he is joining the PPM. And it was like, where, where's my mic drop, my my kaboom. That's exactly what it was like. I almost fell out of my chair. Not entirely surprised though, because you guys will remember that we actually told you guys that this was coming. Nobody wanted to believe Kim and you know. But once again, a little tick mark, we were spot on the money. And so you know, it is what it is, and Alva's gonna try to explain to us this morning the logic behind his decision. The response was immediate in terms of like everybody was like, what? Uh, psh, he he really just flipped the switch. For those of you who didn't understand where CMR was coming from, I guess it was a bit of a surprise. Good morning, Sari. So nice to see you. Lena, check in if it's only me with no audio. Yes, I think everybody else has audio. Good morning to Mitzi. Um, Sometimes when you have no audio, you need to just um, refresh. Because I find that if you're on a mobile device, and um, you have no audio, refreshing will help the situation. So let me see if I can pull back up the Amjad video. So what was going on with Amjad is apparently, you guys know that Amjad likes to call into the program, to multiple programs all over the place. And um, someone saw him, I guess, yesterday and they just had enough. And they wanted to tell him peace of their mind. Now, listen, we are all about free speech on this program. We couldn't do what we do if we did not support free speech. And when we support free speech, we have to support not just our right to free speech, but everybody's right to free speech, right? So there is no such thing as, oh, I have a greater right than you do to free speech. If I believe that I can sit here and share my opinion, and sometimes even pop off a little bit, then you equally have that right. Now, a lot of you don't exercise that right because you are afraid of different things, um, such as repercussions if you work for government. So you might just silently remain in the background, um, you know, which all of us understand because there are definitely repercussions for that. My apologies, I've got my... uh, my WhatsApp crew saying to me, where is the link? They like literally our WhatsApp news group, a lot of them just sit back waiting for me to send the show link before they log on. But you know, if you go on Facebook, it'll automatically pop up, right? Telling you the show's live, but hold on a second. Let me send them the link, honey child, because they're like, don't you be forgetting us. So um, yeah, so Amjad messaged me yesterday and I'll let you hear what he had to say. But basically it looks like this man, and I don't know who the man is, is uh, a little bit tired of Amjad. Now listen, Amjad has a lot of time on his hands. We all know that for sure. And he has been calling into the talk shows, my God, I guess from the day that he arrived in the Cayman Islands. And he seems to enjoy that sort of thing. Um, I don't know at the moment which talk shows are his favorite to call into. But I do know that um, he calls into most, if not all of them. He's never really, he doesn't really call into this program. I don't think he hardly ever listens to us. I don't know how often he listens, but I never really hear him commenting. And and you guys have known I've had to put Amjad in his place before because God knows, you know, I speak the cold hard truth and sometimes Amjad does need a dose of the truth. And so this man looks like he has just gotten sick and tired of hearing Amjid on the radio. Um, Amjid has a right to be on the radio like anybody else, but here we go.
2: Hi, Sandra, how are you doing? There is a man threatening me because I speak in the radio. I get him in video. And he is showing threat because of the election issues I speak about in the public radio and he is coming to threaten me. And I have the video. If you willing to publish it, I will send it. Because this is threat threat to democracy. Today is me, they threaten me, tomorrow they will threat you and threat others. And if you believe in freedom of speak and democracy, you will publish that video You fucking your face? You threaten me, right? Threaten you? I don't threaten you and tell you like it is. Who is you? What? Say your name! Say your name! I'm the man
3: mama.
2: I'm gonna take your car number and go to the police and report you. That's what you're doing. mama number. Your mama number, not my mama. My mama is better than you. 187-924. 187 1-8-7, the phone number.
1: One, nine, two. Wow. Wow. An extra wow. Uh, <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. Um, I think people are getting a little bit hot under the collar and, um, it's never a good idea to threaten people. Um, you know, I agree with Amjad that anyone who is, and I don't know what, I don't know what preceded this. I'm kind of curious, was there something else going on here or did this guy just like randomly roll up an Amjet and say, oh, yeah, you're the dude who's always calling in on the radio? Because it looks like he just pulled pulled off the street by the coffee shop right there on the waterfront. Um, it's kind of difficult to say fully what's going on here, but. Amjet has a right to his opinion. Do I think that Amjad meddles a little bit too much in local affairs? Yeah, honestly, I do. Especially someone who, of course, he lives here. And I guess if anybody lives here, they have a right to their opinion. But I think Amjad calls in, like I said, every single day. and He really gets into politics. I have seen very few foreign nationals come here and immerse themselves in the political arena. They might immerse themselves in issues like, you know, the environment, Social wealth, like they're going to talk about issues. Amjad talks about politics and politicians. And there have been times when Amjad has ridden really hard for Makiva. At some point, he was a Makiva fan. I get the sense that um, him and Makiva may have had some kind of falling out. I don't really know, but I know he's not in favor at this time of the unity government. So maybe he's fallen out with the unity government. I don't even know. Like, I can't even keep up. What I want to say, folks, is just keep your cool. Election season will be over. We all have to live in this country. We all have to try to maintain some level of sanity. And um, that Caymanian guy, he looks like he's a little bit older. I'm sure he's never probably gotten in any trouble before. He's probably never kicked anybody's butt. Don't start at your age, son. I mean, honestly, sir, with all due respect, I'm pretty sure it's not going to be worth it. Now, I do know that Amjad has gotten, uh, he's gotten beaten up before by someone. So, you know, some people kind of elicit that side of you as well. Like, I do get it. Although violence is never the answer. I do get that some people get on your very last nerve. And, you know, but they still have a right to their opinion. So just listen, if you're listening to the talk shows, if you're even listening to this program and you don't like the sound of my voice, you don't like CC, it's like CC did a show over the weekend. It was super funny. Right now, red flag, the icon, the emoji red flag is trending because of CC show. Everything, red flag, red flag. It was so hilarious. So um. Our little friend, Ricky, is it Ricky? From Flow, uh, he doesn't always like what CeCe has to say. And he's like, oh, her show was a waste of time, blah, blah, blah. Ricky, that's your opinion. I'm glad you have one. But at some level, um, CeCe's entitled to her opinion. And what we did on Saturday, and any of you are welcome. Listen, you want to come on CMR and have half an hour to talk about whatever is irking you? just WhatsApp me. The reason why this platform is different from other traditional news is we are all about giving the people a voice, right? And I legit mean that. I mean, obviously you can't be defaming people, but as long as you get on here, it's your opinion. It's the cool, hard truth. Then you're entitled to it. And if you want your own show, call me. Seriously. So CeCe does her little makeup and mayhem show. This time it was was political mayhem that she was largely focusing on. A lot of people enjoyed CeCe. Listen, she might not be um, Ricky's cup of tea, but I can tell you what, she is a lot of other people's cup of tea. She's like Elvis. People love Elvis. Every time Elvis comes on, I have people calling me, grannies elderly aunts, and they're like, oh my God, Elvis uses so much profanity. Yes, he does. So if that's not your thing, if that offends you, you know what Elvis is on, just don't watch. It's so simple. (laughs) You know, it's pretty easy. But there are people who love Elvis. Six weeks ago, we did a show with Elvis, eight point six thousand views, right? Let me tell you how Cece's show did on Saturday, because she had a lot of people too. 7.3 thousand views and it's only been two days. So people were entertained. Some of the ladies liked her makeup tutorial. It wasn't much of a tutorial. She was just kind of doing it. But and a lot of people thought she made sense politically. And I had people from professional HR managers to owners of organizations messaging me saying, who is this girl, Cindy, because she is speaking the truth. You don't have to like her truth and you don't have to agree with her truth. But the truth, the goal hard truth is you can't walk up to Cindy and threaten Cindy that you're going to kick her butt. Are you going to beat her up just because she has an opinion? What kind of world would we be? We'd be another. Oh, wait a minute. We'd be another America. Oh my God. <laughs> we don't want to be another America. We want people to have the ability to speak their truth and, you know, There are people that I have on this show sometimes that I don't agree with a word that they're saying. I think they're duplicitous. I think they're liars, but they're still here. And I will ask them the questions and I will try to be as fair as possible. Good morning, Lorna. Moya says, well, honestly, if you talk on politics in any country, you gotta be willing to handle the heat. Maybe he needs Sandy to teach him. (laughs) Listen, without a doubt, Like I said, Amjet does elicit a certain response from people. And, you know, we've all been there where someone has kind of brought us to the surface with our anger a little bit. And sometimes we pop off and we tell them a couple choice words. And then sometimes you just got to realize, you know what? This isn't even worth it. I don't even know. Amjet can't even vote. I remember when I lived in the States for 15 years, right? Especially the last five years, university life, an adult, whatever, you know, I was super into everything on my university campus, student body, you know, worked on the little Supreme Court for the campus, all that good stuff. But still in terms of like their political arena, although I was a US resident, I always was reserved with my comments. At the same time, we didn't have a Trump back then because I probably wouldn't have been reserved, but I kind of always felt like it wasn't really my place as a non-American, like I'm not an American citizen and I can't vote. So I wanted to leave certain things to them. The discourse should be between the people who actually can make the choices. Obviously, Amjad does not feel that way. Um... So he meddles a lot, but don't get yourself in trouble for meddling Amjad. Listen, jail life is not for me. I've told you guys on this program before I'm a little bit too pretty for prison life. I'm not about that braiding of my hair, kind of thing. And I suspect that most of you really are not about prison life either. So Venice, Venice, sorry, says, um, does Cece need a makeup studio? Cause we need lessons on makeup. Yeah, she does her thing. Um, for sure. It's a lot of work what CC does. And I got to tell you, I couldn't, I'm like, listen, girlfriend, give me the easy version of that tutorial. <laughs> Jasara says, CC be talking the facts. Don't like it. Then don't watch it. It's that simple. That's my point. It's all so simple. Don't let people bring you out. Like I get, we all have that side where some days you're just like, listen, I'm going to knock you, the- but don't do it. Just Relax. In the big scheme of things, that moment in life is going to just pass by and you're going to be like, whatever, Lorna, thank you so much. I appreciate the love and support. Ooh, honey child. Duran is here. Debbie's here. And guess who else is here? Alva. Cayman's most popular politician Alva. What's up? Good morning.
4: Morning, Sandra. Um, you're you hearing me okay?
1: I'm hearing you perfectly loud and clear. Okay. Well, now, let me tell to you.
4: you. Yes. Good morning to your, um, to your viewers and, and the... All 235
1: of them are here for you, honey child. They're not here for me this morning.
4: I see that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Just went up to 236. Alva, you have got to be Cayman's most sought-after politician at this particular time. And we're going to talk about why that is now over the weekend you, you were planning on coming on the show before this. So let me tell people that, mm-hmm. um, yeah. you know, Alvaro had already booked to come on, but yes, child. Um, he made a decision this weekend, got on the stage with the progressives and announced that he was going to be part of the Alliance. And there were some people who were shocked by that. I wasn't shocked. Um, Cause you know, I always get a little bit inside scoop and I'd heard a lot of rumblings Alva mm-hmm. and I want you to explain the sequence of these rumblings. And um, cause you know, a number of weeks ago, I actually announced on, on that CMR that the talk on the street on the mall road and the political mall road was that you were actually going to be joining up with the progressives. So mm-hmm. said, so done. Now uh what happened this weekend let's just start with this weekend what what happened explain it to us break it down
4: well i i obviously i um i announced that i would be joining the alliance which is um an alliance of ppm members and independents so i I would be joining as an independent member um and going forward uh my my hope is to form the next
3: government with that group and um continue my work for this country and my constituency
1: Yes, Alva. Um, so, why why did you make that decision? Explain the logic of it to us. Well, I'll go
4: back to um, prior to Christmas. Um, around that time, um, that's about the time that everybody starts thinking about, you know, where they're going to go politically. If you're a candidate, um, you know how you're going to further your your um, your efforts in in politics. So, I really. Sat down and and considered where I am and what I need to do and where I need to go, um, to to continue my work for my constituents. And I made a decision. I wasn't going to um, at that time join with any grouping. Um, What I wanted to do was get back to my constituents. So I um, I know there were others who were asking me to to team up with them and form groups and so on. And I thought about it. I said no. What I need to do is go back to Newlands first. And that's what I did. Um, I have now canvassed hundreds of people in my um, in my constituency. I've had this conversation with countless people, countless people um, to say, well, you know, where would you like to see me? Um, the, the, the one thing that comes out um, consistently after eight years of representation is that my constituents want to see me in a cabinet seat. They want to see me at the table. They want to see me moving forward with the ideas that I um, I have campaigned on, that I have worked on, um, the, the things that I want, I, I from promised from 2013 that I wanted to put in place for this country. And I, um, I you know, I listened to my constituents, great many of them said to me, we don't want you back in the opposition, we want you at the table, um, we want you on the government side. and Many of them, a large number have said, you know, we don't have any issue with you working with the in alliance with the progressives. And, you know, from back then, the rumors started. Um, some people I know came to, to you and said, oh, he's gone and joined the PPM, which wasn't true. And it still isn't true. I haven't joined the party. I am still an independent member. But Sandra, no man is an island. Um, I can't get my agenda completed on my own. And I've learned that after four years in the opposition. Um, if you want to, to do the things that you came to do, you have to find a grouping that is going to, to work with you to put those things in place. And so I, you know, I made a decision based on the feedback from my constituents that I would go forward as, as a member of the Alliance.
1: Mm. Well, your decision has, um, caused a lot of, uh, commentary so there's some people we have bobby here who says best decision ever you have the people of newlands at heart uh marshall wanted to know if you spoke to your constituents you just said that you spoke to i guess some of them Mm -hmm. curtis thinks you're smart melinda says money is running things um who say they can get back in government is the question so of course a lot of people think now correct us if we're wrong here alva Mm -hmm. A lot of people think that this decision was made. So Mm -hmm. the precipice to this decision was that you were feeling uncomfortable having to work on your own during the election. And we get and we totally understand that an organized group, even going into the election, you know, people Mm -hmm. can help you with whether it's financing, meetings, whatever. It lightens the load. We all understand that. Many hands lighten the load, right? Mm-hmm. so did it play into your decision at all because you are an independent candidate that you need some help during the election cycle
4: absolutely not I, and and I've seen comments I've seen one comment someone reported um, on on CNS that I receive a hundred thousand dollars for joining let me tell you something I have not received one penny from anyone to move forward with this alliance I have funded my campaign myself I have been campaigning on my own with my committee um i've been hosting all my meetings by myself except for one joint meeting with um, Malcolm Eden. i am running my own campaign um i haven't received one pennant in resources from the the progressives or the alliance have so, you been yeah.
1: promised a ministry oh sorry hmm. i'm not sure what's causing that feedback but have you been promised a ministerial position If the Lions gets in and you are um, also successful?
4: That is when I sat down with the premier and um, had discussions with the new leader, Mr. McTaggart, that is that is one of the things I'm coming to the table for. Um, Mm -hmm. I I want to be in cabinet. I I don't want to continue my career, my political career as a backbencher or a um, or a member of the opposition. I want to be at the, the table and I think I'm ready for that challenge. After eight years of representation, um, and, and people have seen the type of representation that I can bring and what I can deliver, a lot of the initiatives that the, the government are, are talking about now, I started when I was with the progressives, I, the, the e-government initiative. I was co-chair of that initial committee to get that off the ground. The, um, the All the changes with work, which I, given, I don't think those changes are working yet, but the, the, the advancements that have been made um, originated with my work as chairman of the NWDA task force. So there are things that I've done, but I can't get those, continue those efforts. Mm-hmm. Um, sitting either in isolation as an independent member with no support around me or sitting in the opposition. So, you know, it, it's, it's a decision. It wasn't a hard decision to make. Um, the other thing I want to talk about is, is transparency.
3: Mm-hmm. I
4: could have waited, and someone suggested, "Why didn't you wait until election day and just go across and join them?" That wouldn't be honest, would it? If I if I presented myself on April fifteenth as a member mm-hmm. of the alliance, knowing from now that that was my intention, that would be dishonest. And I, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to be transparent with my constituents and let them know from now, one month out, this is what I intend to do.
1: Um, yeah, I, I would- I think I'm getting a little feedback from your, I'm going to just mute you for a second, but you probably need to turn down the, um, the audio there. But um, I want to talk about that transparency, Alva, because I'm going to be honest with you. Um, this is the cold, hard truth. And you know, you and I go way back, honey child, to our Maples days. A lot of people don't know this, but Alva and I used to work together at Maples and Calder back in the day. Um, this was way before politics. We were before Alva even was probably thinking about politics. He was an IT professional and I was a law student and we both worked, um, at Maples. So Alva, the cool, hard truth this morning is a lot of people do not believe you. And I'm going to tell you, um, why that is. And then I want you to respond to them. Right. So you're talking about in this moment, you're trying to be transparent. You, you know, join with Mm -hmm. them from this point in time. Um, tell us in January, what transpired, right? How did, how did we get enough information to put together a story on January the 18th that you would, well, we said that you were rejoining the PPM. What you've said is you have not joined the PPM, but you've joined their alliance. A lot of people don't really see the difference, to be honest, but we're splitting hairs. But if you want to say that you're an independent member of the Lions, okay. I think the PPM creates these fancy terms. Right. So we had the unity government. It's a PPM led unity government. Folks, for all intents and purposes, it's a PPM government. They needed the CDB and a few independent members to put it together. But you're towing the PPM line. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? So, okay, you're not a card holding member. Tara Mm -hmm. was never a card holding member, but she helped the PPM government for the two Uh, consecutive terms that she was in. And then the Mm -hmm. eyes of the people, they don't really care if you're a card-holding member. If you're helping them obtain their objectives, then at the end of the day, it is what it is. Mm -hmm. So on January the 18th, this story went up that said Alva Saku is going to be rejoining the progressives to form the government ahead of the May election. Now, Mm -hmm. you vehemently denied that that was the case. Um, You attended this Matt installation groundbreaking ceremony at the covid Beach um, Dock in Town on January the 14th. And on the stage of that, um, we had the premier basically saying, oh, we're welcoming Alva back into the fold. Yeah. So your opposition members are saying Alva has said, because people understand what's been going on, right? We've been here on CMR. I think we're doing a pretty good job of informing people that In the background, everybody is talking. This is how it works. So all of the independent members know they're not going to be forming a party, but they're in talks with one another in order to say, okay, you're strong. It looks like you might get in, you might get in, you might get in. Let us have discussions beforehand because what we don't want to happen last time is for the PPM who's already on their game to get Mm -hmm. in there and be able to flip people. Are you committed if these people get into working with these people in order to form the government. So there are multiple groups of independents. Um, I guess CDP is talking to whoever will talk to them. Progressives. Din is, he is tricking himself out from West Bay all the way to East end. You know, now in the moment, he's claiming that he's not going to include West Bay in his Alliance um, pre campaign, you know, shenanigans, but we know that that's a lie. Because come May the 15th, if he needs a CDP, they will be there. So when we talk about transparency, why was this circuit this story in circulation from early, um, you know, mid-January at least, that you were going to be doing this and you have said you've only now made the decision after going out speaking to your constituents? Do you admit on the face of it that it does look like somebody's lying here and it ain't CMR?
4: No, I think, I don't know who who actually gave you that information, but um, I would suggest you ask them where they got that from. I know that the premier and I met in public on two mm-hmm. occasions, and people drew a lot of conclusions from that. And of course, that is what we were discussing. Um, but I'm not going to go and broadcast my conversations with the premier. Um, he and I were having a talk about my political future, their political plans, and whether or not I was someone who would want to come and work with them. So mm-hmm. there was no decision made back then. And I actually said to the premier, listen, let me think about this. Let me go out and canvas my constituents and find out if there's, there's a fit and if, if my constituents are, are okay with it. And that's what I did. That's what I've been doing ever since. So that is why now I'm comfortable with my decision. I, I'm ready to move forward because I have gone to a large number of my constituents and said, listen, what do you all want me to do? Um, and and I, when I talk about transparency, Sandra, I am not going to wait until April 15th and surprise everyone. I'm going to make it clear from now what my intentions are. And on April 14th, the people in Newlands will decide if they agree with that or not. But I'm not going to to wait like last time and then all these surprises, and you got two weeks to form a government and people are switching sides and there's horse trading. No, I, I like certainty and I like to, to have a plan and work towards a plan. And I believe in transparency. So that is why I've come out now. I could have waited four weeks um, and then gone across and, and probably taken less criticism and play, you know, played it safe. But no, I, I don't believe in doing that. I'm gonna let the voters decide if they're happy with this decision. Uh, And that's why I've come out. Now, um, as far as working with the progressives, again, working with them again, let's say that, because everybody's accusing me of flip-flopping. Listen, Mm
3: -hmm. name
4: one other organized group in the political arena right now that is ready to move forward and form a government. Name one group in.
1: You can't, Um, uh. I mean, I don't want to give away who's working with whom, obviously. Because- right,
4: but I know because I'm on the inside. Yeah. And I know. I know all the little conversations and the, the little machinations that are are going around. And one day is this grouping, then it's that grouping. I, I don't like the uncertainty, and um, I I prefer to make a decision from now because everyone agrees this is going to be another coalition government, right? So all well, those yeah, out there, sure. all those out there who are now trying to assemble or put together a grouping. At some point, are going to have to go and sit with the, the progressives and the alliance and say, Can we work with you?
1: All right. So, we have a few questions um, that are coming in. Mm-hmm. Let's go to some of those questions. I put on my glasses because I. Yes, sir. Put them on. <laughs> we got 285 people tuned in between YouTube and Facebook. Good morning to our YouTube folks. Jonathan is watching us on YouTube, and Jonathan says, There's too much flip-flopping. All good intention goes out the window once you join this government. Now, Alva, tell us, please. You have Mm -hmm. said that right now your main concern is actually forming a government, and you feel that the way to do that is to become part of the alliance. Mm
3: -hmm. But you
1: have, to Jonathan's point, been a member of the UDP. You joined the PPM. You left the PPM. You... Mm -hmm. Came back to the, you. Formulated something. I don't know exactly what it was with the with uh, Mr. Um, uh, Mr. Anthony. Then you remember the opposition. You had an issue with the opposition leadership, so you resigned from the opposition once they got rid no, of I never,
4: I never resigned from the opposition. No, you I'm resigned still-
1: as deputy opposition well, leader.
4: Never. Oh, you oh, you mean back when? Um, back yeah, when when, when- we leadership. Yes, uh, that that was mandatory, Sandra. I um I was the the deputy to Mr. Miller, right? When the group decided that he couldn't lead the group anymore, it was the mandatory protocol for me as his deputy to also resign, so that new leadership could be chosen. And then they put me right back in as deputy. Um, but that's the thing that you do in politics. You don't um you don't ask the leader to step down, and then you don't step down. So, so I stepped down as well, and the group decided who they wanted to lead. That, that's, that's just common protocol in politics. Um, and as his deputy, obviously, I'm part of the leadership. Now, when Mr. McLean took over leadership, he put me back as deputy. Um, as far as
3: mm-hmm.
4: being a, a UDP member, um, that was prior to me ever being thinking about being a candidate. I was working with Mr. Roy Borden, Gilbert McLean, in Bordentown. That's where I got my start in politics. And I I was a member of the the UDP at that time. So were they, Um, we were working, I was working on their committee with them. Long, long time ago, um, I then decided that I would resign from um, membership in any party. And I could focus on my my career um, in private sector um, up until the point that I decided to get back in. And I, of course I was a PPM member at that point. Um, Mr. Eden and I resigned after two years from the party, um, moved across to the opposition side of the house. Let
1: me address address that one there, Alva. The Mm -hmm. reason that you resigned from the progressives is Mm -hmm. because uh, you had an ideological difference between them and yourself and Mr. Eden when it came to the same-sex situation. Has that changed? Have you changed your mind about same-sex relations? What what has changed in terms of ideology?
4: Well, it depends what you mean, change my mind. I um I have now put that issue behind me because it's been settled um, by the governor. But my stance on Christian marriage is the same. And that won't ever change. Um I, but I'm not going to allow that one issue to stop me from moving forward uh-huh. and working for this country. Um, The situation has been resolved one way or the other, whether we're happy about it or not. And my focus now is, you know, let's not focus on that too much now. Let's focus on unifying this country, um, supporting each other, being there for each other, because we have a pandemic to deal with now. Um, While my my Christian principles remain intact, my stand on on same-sex marriage remains intact. Um, We now have a civil partnership act that people are now taken advantage of I um and, and, and they're benefiting, but my stance on the debate against the, when it was the domestic partnership bill, um, I raised a number of issues that the governor actually addressed when he put the, the act in place, including things like um, partnerships of convenience, which there was nothing in the, in the bill to prevent that there, there now is a safeguard in there. The governor listened to my concerns. Mm -hmm. So while my Christian principles remain the same, my beliefs remain the same, I can't allow um, that situation to stop me from doing what I I have to do now in in, in politics. And, you know, as an independent member of the Alliance, there are a number of things that I want to get to work on. And I feel Mm -hmm. that this decision is the best way for me to move forward with those my agenda.
1: All right. Well, Um, um,
4: I'll continue to say when Mr. Eden and I resigned from the progressives and we became independent members. And that's what I've remained ever since. um, I don't want people to to mistake the opposition for an entity that it really wasn't. The opposition is is a constitutional entity. It is a requirement of our democracy. So you have to have an opposition. That doesn't mean that the opposition is going to become the next political party. The opposition could be made up of independent members, the same as the government can be. So there was no mandatory requirement for me to move forward with all the opposition members. I wish them well, um, they're moving forward with their, their plans, but I have to move forward with mine. And you know, no hard feelings, we worked together, we, we were an effective opposition, and you know, we're still friends as far as I'm concerned. But um, mm-hmm. I have to look out for the best interests of my constituents first.
1: Well, I don't know but you
4: friends. Know, know, I, may, but, um... I've heard <laughs> lo- <not> senior, <laughs> senior, um, you know, politicians say over time you don't come into politics to make friends.
1: Exactly. And if, if you
4: start to make that mistake, um, you know, you're going to end up in some some situations that you, you wish you weren't you wouldn't in. So, you know, I, I didn't come to politics to make friends. I have good friends that lifelong friends. Um, this is about business. This is about getting things done for the country.
1: Yes, honey child. I was going to say friendship and politics is kind of like, um, business business and friends. Yeah, I can hear you. Can you hear me?
4: I'm not hearing you now, Sandra. Let
1: me, uh, check your audio, but we got you locked in. We're hearing you pretty good. I think you've just muted yourself, but, um, I can hear you. You've actually muted your. You've muted yourself, Alva. So let me give you a second to unmute yourself, um, and I'll read some of the comments. So, in the world of politics, uh, yes, I wouldn't mix friendship and politics. Let me just. Sorry, Sandra.
4: I'm not hearing a word you're saying. The audio is just gone.
1: Um, mm, let me see. We're hearing you. Let me just send you a WhatsApp message here, Al.
4: Hey, what? Let me. Um. Let me try connecting from my phone and see if that makes a difference.
1: Okay. Um, Yeah, we were still hearing you okay. But all right, let's read a few of your comments. Folks, um, never mix politics and friendship. It's like mixing oil and water or business and politics or business and friendship, I should say. Um, Never a winning combination by anybody's imagination. Now, you guys know we like to bring it to you hot here, hot off the presses, We've got a bit of an announcement, folks. You're not going to believe this. But Bernie Bush has just walked off of Rooster's Crosstalk show this morning. Uh, We just got the message. Thank you for our viewer that provided that information. They have all of 23 people that were watching. And um, for some reason, I don't know what happened. We're going to get this here in a minute. But Bernie just walked off their show. Hot mess. I'm telling you guys. This election season has people going crazy. Let's do a few announcements while we're waiting at Alva to rejoin us. Um, Here is a paid advert, folks, from the team um, to elect Mr. Alrick Lindsey for Georgetown South. Oops, sorry. All right, folks. So that's Alrick Lindsay for Georgetown South. Alrick is having um, a public meeting on Thursday. That's this Thursday, the 18th at 7.30 PM at Smith Barcadier. Go out folks and check him out. He's running against incumbent Barbara Connolly. And of course, Smith Barcadier, quite an interesting location to have a public meeting because um, this progressives government had a not so progressive plan to try to modernize Smith Barcadier. A lot of us just call it Smith Cove uh, which the people were not in support of, and they had to axe those plans. So let's catch up with a few comments. We do have Alva um, who's rejoined us. Alva, give me one quick second here. Let me just bring you back into the studio. Um, there we go. Okay,
4: that's so one. some
1: comments for your consideration. Melinda says the Alliance government, there's no such thing as Alliance, they're all progressives. Um, Odell says you've been a stock opposition um, to the legal practitioners bill, how will you reconcile both your position and the architect's position? How do you move forward with your position of against?
4: Um, I actually, the latest iteration of the legal services bill, I voted for, I supported it. Um, after I debated strongly and some of my views were taken into consideration, um, I gave the the bill my support and that bill is now an act that's now in place.
1: All right. Bobby says, we will work with the PPM same way. Um, we will ask Ween about that when he comes on a bit later on. Marshall says in one hand, he's right. If you're not part of the government, you're really not going to get anything done. That's just how it is in the world of politics. But to be working with Alden, that's like working with the devil. I'm just saying Melinda shares her opinion that she prays and hope not. But when, but then again, they're all politicians can't be trusted. Janet agrees with Marshall's position. Curtis says, your first statement said it, bro. You're not part of the government and you can't get anything done. Now, this concept of getting anything done, I'm going to tell you, um, Alva, I'm very uncomfortable when politicians say that they can't get anything done because they're not part of the government. Because I can tell you, I'm not part of the government. I'm not a politician. I'm not even in politics. However, Mm -hmm. what I do know is that I get things done every single day that helps people like in a legit way. So yeah. I don't think that you have to be in politics to serve your people. Just like, I don't think that you have to be a minister in order to get things done. In fact, I think the opposite ends up happening. You think you need to be a minister to get things done. Cause you think that you're the drivers of policy
3: mm-hmm.
1: and what ends up happening is this is just my opinion. You become a little lackey boy for Alden and his party, and you drive what they want to drive. Um, And at the end of the day, you're a paper paper pusher sitting in an office all day, and you actually end up leaving your people behind. So there are constituencies right now that had consulars and ministers in those positions, and they felt like they were not well served by those individuals because they were too busy sitting in the glass house attending every official um, you know, opening ceremony, ribbon cutting, and all this kind of stuff. And they haven't really served the people well at all. So, I do not believe that you have to be a minister to get things done or to serve the people. Just my opinion. I'm just throwing it out there for what yeah. it's worth.
4: Well, no, you um you can get, to an extent, you can get things done. Okay, so within mm-hmm. your constituency, you can get roads fixed, because you have a roads budget. You can, um you know, you can initiate community programs and that sort of stuff. But I'm talking about at the policy level. How am I going to fix this traffic problem? Um, you know how many of my constituents are sitting in traffic right now?
1: How am I gonna yes, fix Yes, Alva, but how has I'm this not? government fixed it? How has you're, you're joining with the with the progressives, right? Mm-hmm. Although you're saying you're not a progressive member. I get the technical point. But how has this government fixed it? They've done nothing to fix it. So what makes you think that you will be the one person that can go in there with the rest of the progressives and get it fixed? I'm just but asking.
4: I, I know I know my determination and I know what I bring to the table um, mm-hmm. and they've, they've, you know, you have to remember Sandra, a lot of the government's plans, and I'm not making excuses for anyone, but we've had to deal with COVID um, for the past year. A lot of those initiatives didn't get started or didn't get moved forward because this focus shifted.
3: Mm-hmm. But
4: going into this next term, traffic has to be our number one of our number one priorities um so the I, first
1: I, three years they couldn't get all this stuff done and then COVID hits and but you, we're going to it on COVID?
4: No, there's work starting on the east west arterial of course now that's gonna i want to take it to a certain point but the revamp of the public transport system that initiative started over a year ago i know because i brought the motion asking for it to be started um it was started but of course things everything got thrown off track because we had to deal with, with COVID, but those are the issues that I want to resume, I want to get them moving again. Um, I can't do that from the opposition bench. Um, bullying, soft, um, sorry, bullying um, legislation, anti-bullying legislation. The, that bill is sitting with the Law Reform Commission right now. I want to push that forward. I want to get that passed. Uh-huh. Um, you know, r- improving education, um, le- dealing with the employment issues, making work work better. You know, things like that, I can't do from the opposition bench. I have those ideas. I have the, the desire to fix those problems. And me sitting in the opposition, um, opposing the government, um, not being able to move forward, to put policy in place, to get things going um, is not the best, most productive use of my time as an eight-year veteran. I need to be in a position where I'm at the table I am making policy. I am responsible for certain areas of the uh, certain ministries, and I am I have a say. And and everyone on on the alliance side understands what I'm coming for, um, what my intentions are, and how how much I am waiting and 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 waiting an opportunity to to get to work. You know, I want this this election to be over as soon as possible so I can get back to work. Um, you know, we have two years now ahead of us of dealing with the fallout from COVID. We have people who are living um, day to day, not having enough to eat. We have elderly people in my community who need help, who need food, who need food on the table, elderly people who need um, medication, health insurance, people who are facing retirement soon with no pensions. You know, all those things we need to address in the next two years or this country is in for a very rough time. And I'm tired of of talking about these things. It's time to do them. And and that's where I'm coming from, Sandra. And as I said, I made this decision um, with a lot of thought, a lot of consultation, family, friends, people I trust and my constituents. And I am comfortable with what decision Mm -hmm. I've made and I'm ready to move forward.
1: All right. Um, Leila says, this is a mistake that's going to cost you your seat. Um, I got to be honest. A lot of people are saying that, Alvin. I guess we won't know until the night of March the 14th if that will be the case. Mm -hmm. Um, Lily says, congrats. Good choice. Heads up. She is a PPM supporter. Um, And do not pay attention to the bad comments. (laughs) I mean, if the bad comments are coming from voters, you might want to pay attention there, Lily. People always talk, and that's a true point. Your people should vote for who for you as a person and what you can accomplish in your district. Well, well, yes, vote for you as a person, but they also need to know if you are aligned with anyone. And that is really an important point, um, folks, because I know that there's a lot of rumblings about who's aligned with whom. Even in the district of West Bay, this morning I just received a photo. Let me share this latest conundrum with you guys because. This is a hot mess of a situation. But we have um folks traversing from all the way from Baden Town. Hold on one second. Let me just pull up this photo to visit people in the district of West Bay. And um I think that it certainly says a lot um about what is happening behind the scenes. So let me just. Uh, lots of politics uh, going on, folks, behind the scenes. I'll show you this one here in a second. Let me get to some more of your comments. Um, so Bobby you know, says... Sandra, I, at
4: this point in time, I wouldn't pay too much attention to where you see pictures and candidates at different meetings. I know independents who go to every meeting. I, I attended Sammy Jackson's meeting in Red Bay. Now, obviously, I'm, I'm not part of Sammy's um, team, but I went to hear what he had to say. All of this was part of my decision-making process. So, you know, you can't tie...
1: Yeah, I mean, a lot of people are very interested in what Sammy had to say. I mean, he had a a huge turnout, um, particularly at his first meeting. And um, I think a lot of people are curious as to what... I mean, especially at that first meeting, as to what sort of... um, you know, opposition the premier was going to have, because let us be very, very frank, if Alden loses in Red Bay, I don't think we're going to have to worry about any alliance government forming at all from the perspective of the progressives. But again, that's speculation at the that. point.
4: Um, I mean, there there are other members of the alliance. There's a new political leader. Um, I, I don't think that we should focus so much on, on Alden McLaughlin right now, because, you know, he's he's as he said, he, he's happy to work in any capacity. So mm-hmm. you know,
1: but I, you've I know worked with Alden a... before, Alva. Sorry. You've worked with Alden before in mm-hmm. the in the progressives, and surely you you will have to admit, if you're being honest, that mm-hmm. this concept that uh, Mr. Roy will be you know the leader of the progressives is more of a leader in title alone, and Alden will still be pulling the strings in the background. You might not want to publicly admit but, that.
4: No, I I will be honest. Um, is is Mr. McLaughlin going to be advising him? Yes. The same
1: way I would the, you call it advising, I'll call it pulling the strings, but okay. Um <laughs> but I, I, I wouldn't
4: okay. You you have your way of saying it, I have mine. Yes. But if you have the, the person who has been premier of this country for the past eight years willing mm-hmm. to sit and advise you and counsel you and, and guide you, any any right-thinking politician would say yes. You know, what my plan would be if I was premier. Mm-hmm. I, one of the first things I would do is to assemble a group of past leaders. I'm pe- talking people like Mr. Kurt Tibbetts, McKeever Bush. Um, Ooh, are gonna you mean, predicting McKeever
1: going to be a past leader?
4: Uh, past leaders <laughs> that have been at the top of, of the game. Oh, Arden, I see. Arden McLean, people like those later on who would meet with me as premier regularly and discuss the issues because what we need, you know, We need to go through a process of unifying people in politics. I I hate the division that comes about election time. Yeah. And, you know, I see the comment. Aren't we,
1: Alva, the reason why we elected someone like you, Mm -hmm. who is supposed to have been younger and fresher, is to get some of these old heads out of the way. Why are we going back to them as though they're the only ones that have any solutions for this country? Like, even that comment just now makes me uncomfortable. I'm sick of Makeeva. Kurt Tibbetts has retired from politics. Go do your farming. Stop. You know what I'm saying? Like, not to say that they don't have a role in the community, mm -hmm. but what about the younger people who are coming up? The Kenneth Bryans of the world, the Mm -hmm. Sammy Jacksons, like people who have a contribution to make. They can't make a contribution as long as people like Al Din, Kurt Tibbetts, and Makiva Bush are still trying to control everything.
4: But but no, it's not not about control. It's about mm -hmm. consulting and getting advice from those who've been there. You, you but cannot, they've been giving advice all this be time,
1: and their advice ain't helping.
4: No, the other thing I would do would be to assemble a youth council as well to meet regularly with my caucus or my cabinet mm-hmm. and advise on youth issues. You need to consult. You need to to, to talk to people. You need to. Find
1: of out course, what it's just that we keep talking yeah. to the same people all the time. It's like paying all this money for consultants that don't even understand the Cayman context. We waste millions of dollars on these reports and they get shelved and nothing Mm -hmm. comes of it. It's just ridiculous. Just going through some comments. Uh, 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 Marion sends her support. She says that they love you. Uh, Layla says, honestly, it's sad. Uh, Melinda continues to make comments. Uh, Layla says Alden and his government has failed us. And this will continue if we let them get into power again. Sue says, wonder what happened to Bernie? He's usually a cool, good guy. Um, (laughs) We will get the details as soon as we can in terms of why he walked off the show this morning. I only know that he has walked off. Um, Bobby is obviously a supporter of Alva. So Alva, you got Bobby's vote. Hopefully he votes in your district. Lena is wishing you all the best. She said that she would have waited until April the the 15th to make such a decision. Um, but she appreciates your reason for doing what you have done. Melinda, obviously, um, not a fan of the progressives. Um, Bobby says, Sue saw Raleigh meeting was packed. Things are heating up. Mm -hmm. Lily, um, says people are ungrateful. What else do you want from this government? Um, there's a whole list, Lily, that we could give you of what we want. (laughs) <laughs> but that's probably another show. Jazara, mm-hmm. thank you. Odell says, valid point. I'm just trying to catch up on some of the comments because I know that mm-hmm. we're behind um, quite a bit and we are running a little bit into overtime already. Miss um, Sue is here for it. Jazara um, says, Alden seems to like all the yes people rolling her eyes. Good morning to Anne. Uh, good morning, Anya. Appreciate the comments. Um, Layla says they need to take credit for why we're blacklisted and graylisted. Mm-mm-mm. Speaking of um, people's ability to make change, we do have people like Tara Rivers, who was fortunate enough to be a minister for both of her terms.
5: Mm-hmm. And
1: most people still think that she was a dismal failure in her ministerial roles. Um, Gemma reminds us that at the end of the day, there's no guarantee that the progressives will even get back in. In fact, we are praying that they don't, (laughs) we need change for Caymanians and this government is clearly not capable. So there is someone, uh, who is, uh, hoping that they don't get back in. If they don't get back in Alva, Mm
3: -hmm.
1: what do you think are your chances of being able to, go back to the other side and work with um, other independent members. What has their response been? Have they reached out to you now? I've seen some of the comments that have been sent through calling you a traitor. And I think private conversations between you and other members have been screenshot and they've been sent to me, of course, um, where people are just like, you're such a traitor, you're this, you're that. Um, What is your relationship with other, other MPs?
4: Um, up until now, I, I would say my relationship has been good. Um, I haven't committed to any other grouping. I, obviously, I, I, you, we talk to each other um, and we, we think about, well, this could work, that could work. We could do this, we could do that. But, you know, I, I, haven't, um, I haven't had any scenario put forward to me up until now that would, for me, would be better for this country than what I'm actually, the, the, the journey I'm embarking on right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm comfortable with that decision. I know some people will be upset, but at the same time that people are upset with me, I know that those same people are doing what they have to do as well and having their conversations. And some of those conversations don't include me. But Sandra, right. this, is pol- this is politics. This is not yeah. personal. you know. And people have to understand that, that people will make decisions that they think is right, the right thing to do for them and their constituents. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I didn't come into politics to to make enemies, but I didn't mm-hmm. come in to, to um to stick to personal friendships alone over the interests of my constituents. And you, people have to separate the two. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you have you have if you know what you're doing is the right thing, then you have to be have the convictions to do it. And um, I'm disappointed when you say people are screenshotting conversations because I never do that. And I have. Yeah, Yeah. I don't
1: think. Let let me be fair. I think what this is, um, I can show it to you because it's probably not a conversation, but it's it's someone I guess they've made this little thing up of you. um, And it looks like it's just them. Um, I guess they put this together. I don't think this is actually a conversation, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Um, but this is, this is what they have up. It says traitor mm-hmm. and they have a definition of a traitor. And then it says, um, Judas was one of the 12 disciples who was with Kenneth, but in the end betrayed him. So they're <laughs> feeling like this is a betrayal but, but, uh, of you and Kenneth, but you just said that this isn't about friends. So I guess your uh, friendship and with I Kenneth.
4: are friends. We are personal friends. I yeah. told Kenneth in 2013 When he lost, that I was going to be there when he got elected. Kenneth has now come into his own. He he can move forward on his own and do what he has to do for his constituency. Mm -hmm. I would never hold him up for any decision he makes. But I have to do what is best for my constituents. And they might say, traitor. I say, listen, this is two MPs, two separate constituencies Mm -hmm. on two different paths right now. Um, And I have to do what's best for Newlands. Um, okay. The person that, that that posted that, I would just remind them, I have children.
3: Mm-hmm.
4: And, you know, be careful what you put on social media. I mm-hmm. don't do things like that, you know, because I know that other MPs have children. Mm. They read those things.
3: Mm-hmm.
4: So, you know, it's, it's, it's sad when, when it gets to that level.
3: Mm-hmm. Because
4: a lot of these people don't know what's going on behind the scenes. They don't know half the story or they want to know half. And what they do then is put their interpretation on it. Obviously, that person is biased towards Kenneth. She's on his committee. Um, I give her that. But, you know, when you put things out like that, calling someone a traitor, Mm
3: -hmm. and my
4: nine year old reads it, what is she going to think? You know, and I I actually try my best to protect my children Mm -hmm. (laughs) from Mm -hmm. the politics. But when, especially now, it's it's horrible, man. The, The level of, of, hatred and 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 ridicule that that some of us go through i'm prepared to deal with it i have broad shoulders but you know be careful what you say because a few months from now you're going to come back to that same person and you're going to want to be friends again you know Hmm. you have to think well you said
1: it's not about friends i guess they better not be calling you with the friendship card um (laughs) question, question coming in. Um, and I, it was remiss of me not to ask this from the onset because we've asked this of every person, every candidate who's come on, this person says, can you please ask Alva whether he's willing to work with Mac if he is part of the government? So I think you've heard the question before. Um, Mm -hmm. and it's simple enough, Makiva, uh, progressives will probably have to use him again. If he's going to be part of the government, are you willing to work with him?
4: Let me say this, Sandra, um, mm-hmm. and I knew eventually I would, I would be asked this question um, when I came on with you. If Mr. Bush is returned by his constituency, he is. I'm going to have to work with him in some capacity. He's going to be a member of the parliament, right? Mm-hmm. Give, granted, he'll be there. I can't ignore him for four years. He may be on a committee with me. He, you know, I don't know. I don't know how it will end up. Whether or not I'm going to support putting Mr. Bush in a position of authority um, is the other question
1: and um, how do you answer that question
4: i, I wouldn't I wouldn't support that right I, I, I honestly um that is my personal view. I wouldn't support mm-hmm. doing that now um, I don't think it would be any good for him or the group um, I think Mr Bush as he said, he's dealing with a lot he's he's, he's trying to to deal with with some brief issues and so on i I think that's that should be his focus for the time being um and it it wouldn't you would it wouldn't do us any good for me to prop him up and say okay you know go ahead and do that what i would say is and i agree with kenneth bryan's suggestion we need a code of conduct um for the parliament going forward so if any of us ever steps out of line it's automatic this is what is going to happen you know these are the rules this is the these are the rules you live by and this is how you're going to be dealt with um i myself was suspended from the house by mr bush um not too long ago and while i disagreed with that i had to accept my punishment and go home um and that is how it should be it should be that you have rules that you live by we need a code of conduct we need to have those things in place moving forward so if it ever comes up again we know exactly what is going to happen
1: mhm all right um let me see here so we are into overtime with um alva this morning so we may have to kind of wrap things up with him but troy says troy has a good question it took it took 8 months for the health ministry to restart the health insurance assistance program what do ministers do all day since, since the position is, you know, that you want to get stuff done for people. He's asking, well, if it take eight months to do such a simple thing, uh, what exactly is it that ministers do?
4: He's asking me to answer that.
1: I mean, yeah. He wants to know (laughs) what ministers do.
4: Well, ministers are busy. <laughs> ministers run their ministries. They they, they meet in cabinet. They they deal with a lot of decisions that some of us will never know about. Um, mm-hmm. There are things that happened that 20 years from now you might hear about, but you're not gonna hear about it today. Um, I can't speak to that specific issue to know exactly what goes on um, or what went on with that. But obviously mm-hmm. there was some reason why it didn't happen right away. Um, Uh, but he should probably direct that to the minister because I I can't answer on behalf of the minister.
1: Well, we look forward to him coming on so we can direct those questions to him. Um, Listen, Alva, thank you so much for coming on the program. Mm -hmm. Uh, Some interesting times ahead for sure. Good luck to you. Uh, The 14th of of April, my apologies, is a little less than a month away. And uh, we'll know, I guess at the end of the day, how much of um, an impact this latest decision of yours has made on the voters in your constituency.
4: Yeah, we will. Thank, Thank you very you. much, Sandra. Yes, you're um, most
1: welcome. Any final thoughts to leave with us?
4: Well, you know, as I said, you know, take my decision for what it is. I thought mm-hmm. it, it it was the best thing to do for my constituency. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that a lot of my constituents agree with me. And since making the announcement, mm-hmm. I have had overwhelming response um, in the affirmative that yes, we, we're glad you're doing this. Um, it is not about me. It is what about getting into into a position where I can do my part to help this country, especially in the next two years getting past this this pandemic and my constituency. I want to deliver more, and this is how I intend to do it. Mm-hmm. I have no, um, no hesitation now in moving forward with the Alliance. I believe that they've done a lot to this country. I have disagreed with them at times over certain issues, but... If you sum it all up, the net effect is that I think their performance has been positive. We've um, mm-hmm. seen improvements in a lot of areas, but there's more work to be done. And I think that I can I can contribute more working with them, sitting at the table with them. Mm-hmm.
1: All right, my friend, thanks very much. I appreciate it.
4: Thank you. And looking forward to the next conversation.
1: Absolutely. So, folks, that is Alva Saku, um, current MP for the District of Newlands. And again he made a decision this weekend to work with part of the aggressive uh, aggressive <laughs> progressive the alliance listen this whole terminology has got me all tongue twisted all, alliance the alliance what is it the alliance of progressives and independents oh my god why couldn't they just keep the term unity i mean it was so much simpler but anyway, confusion junction A uh, few comments before we pull in Mr. Kenneth Bryan, who's waiting in the back of the studio, Sharon shares that some politicians have been there for 20 years and nothing has changed. Now COVID is to blame for everything. And to be fair to Sharon, uh, the progressives have been in control for a couple terms now. So who are they blaming for all the things that haven't been able to get done? I'm just saying they they have been in power. So Janet says bullying is a major issue in our schools and workplace. I've understood Janet. Um, so we need legislation passed ASAP. Marva says, well, from what I'm hearing, the government sat in their asses like they normally do for the first three years. And it is just the last year that they finally hit the ground running. Unfortunately, COVID slowed them down. Yes, indeed. Julie, good morning. So nice to see you. Good morning to Ms. Janet. Uh, Miss Janet says, I guess he is confident that the progressives will get back in. Huh? Gemma says mental health needs to be addressed. Our kids are suffering. Uh, Jeanette says the PPM won't be back, but it will take coalition of like-minded. And I think it will be some of them. I, it will have some of them in, uh, Marva. Thank you so much. Marvis says, can you imagine Alva sat there and said COVID is what prevented the government from getting things done during the last four years? Miss Liliana um, says, Mr. Saku is, has been funny. He's not a problem solver. Thanks, Miss Sandy, in reminding the MP that helps, that helping needs a doer. Uh, Vanessa is saying something is a lie. I don't know exactly what comment that is. Uh, Balika says to control policy in Cayman, you need, you do not need to be part of the government. You need to be part of those who control the government. And those people are not the electorate. Ooh, la la. Now let us take that comment in for a minute. He says the real people controlling policy or not even the politicians. it's the drivers behind the politicians, the people in the shadows that you don't even see and most of those are um, business people and others with deep pockets. hmm So that's how you need to control policy in this country not necessarily being a cabinet member. interesting point. Wow. Layla says she has faith in Sammy, uh, both, uh, Mr. Sammy Jackson, Samuel Jackson, and, um, Alden McLaughlin were up last night for the, um, for the debate, the chamber forum. Now tonight, interestingly enough is Town, but it's only going to be Mr. Um, Dwayne Seymour. Ozzy has decided that he will not sit and do the debate because he has said that he has more important things to do in his constituency and he's having a neighborhood meeting instead. Well, wow. uh, Here's Duane Seymour traversing all the way to West Bay to visit folks there. And obviously he is supporting his former political allies, Mr. Bush, Captain Eugene, and Wilson Anglin. So, (coughs) sorry, Uh, Kenneth, good morning. How are you? Let me just uh, take that photo off the screen there. There you go. Mm -mm -mm -mm.
5: Good morning, Sandra. Good morning to Cayman. Um, It's a pleasure to be back on the show here on Cayman Ma Road.
1: Ciao. Things are getting hot. Folks, Kenneth has a big event that is coming up. Let me remind you of this and then Kenneth can share a little bit about this event with us this morning.
5: Good day Cayman, I'm Kenneth Bryan, incumbent MP and candidate in the 2021 election. I would like to invite you to my campaign launch meeting on Saturday, the 20th of March at the Kirkholm Center parking lot, 256 Eastern Avenue. Come and hear my plans for Cayman. And how I intend to address the issues that we face. There will be special guest speakers and surprise endorsements. Refreshments will be served and Cayman's talented Quincy Brown will be the host for the night. The launch starts at 7pm sharp, so make sure to mark the time and date on your calendars. This meeting is for everyone because I stand for all Caymanians, regardless of where you vote. And remember to wear yellow to show your support. My committee and I are excited to prove to you why I'm the best choice on election day. I look forward to seeing you and make sure you bring a friend. And remember, together we still can make him and better.
1: Um, Kenneth, very nice video. And of course, everyone should mark their calendar. I'm sure you're super excited about your official launch date. You are number one on the ballot. There's only two of you running for Georgetown Central. Um, tell us a little bit more about your event.
5: Um, well, first off, thank you again. Um, I am excited about it because it's an opportunity to hear about my past achievements and also to hear about what I plan to address on behalf of the people of Georgetown Central and the Cayman Islands as a whole. Um, As a voice of the Caymanian people, um, there's a lot of things they want us to stand and fight for. Um, Like um, Alva and many other members have said, You know, traffic, cost of living, cost of housing, healthcare, pension, um, unemployment for Caymanians. There's so many issues that we really have to tackle in the next term. And I hope when I'm elected by the people of Georgetown Central, they can get down um right away and start focusing on them probably one of the big things is minimum wage that needs to be changed right away people need more money in their pockets in order to be able to survive around here um of conduct is one of those things that i want to get done in the first sitting of the house because we can't go forward um without guidelines for for elected members like myself um uh, the district councils you as you remember i brought a a motion to get that thing um, amended and h- happy and comfortable for everybody to agree to it so we can actually get it implemented. Um, hopefully that could be something we can get done with right away so that people can have more of a say directly to them. So there's a number of things we're going to try to tackle. Um, I think that traffic is another one because uh, even though Georgetown Central people don't deal with traffic as much as the rest of the country, it is important that all Khomeini's lives are well and you can't spend hours of your life that takes you away from your family in traffic every day. So a strong concerted effort with whoever is elected um, to try to resolve those types of problems. Um, housing is another one where we got to put housing costs within the reach of Caymanians. Um, for those banks who don't want to get Caymanians loans, I think the government should have a proper funding opportunity through the Caymanians Development Bank to offer Caymanians homes because we got to make sure Caymanians own Cayman. And the only way for them to do that is for them to buy homes and property. So a number of things we've got to focus on, but I look forward to talking to the people. I'm really excited. I had a few good meetings, one last night in the Alamo Drive area, and I want to thank everybody for coming out. It was really, really positive. Um, <clears throat> from many of my supporters across the Cayman Islands, I want you to come to this meeting. The number one thing is, and, and I'm sorry to use um, the Progressives meeting or the unity government or the coalition, I don't know what they're calling themselves, Um, I think it's the alliance government, I don't know what the term is, but anyway, bottom line is um, (laughs) they they had about 350 people. I want all of my supporters to come out on Saturday night. I want to show them that amongst 12 people, that we can get more than 350 people just for one candidate.
1: That's all they had? All those candidates on stage?
5: Well, that's what I heard. I wasn't there. so I I wasn't paying attention. I was having a function for my Latino community, uh, a private function. You know, we have to represent the fact that we have a large number of Filipinos, a large number of, of Latin um, individuals who are Caymanian now, a large number of Jamaican community. So I try to talk to them specifically so they know that I also focus on them um, and not what we call only the traditional Caymanians. But we are all in this together, regardless. And we got to remember. We're all Caymanian no matter how you became on So I wasn't paying attention to that. I don't try to take my focus away from that. I must say that I was kind of blown away with what transpired with my friend and colleague, um, Alva Suku. Mm-hmm. But um, I, I got to refocus again and um, focus on issues for the people. But, yeah, so they I heard that they had about 350 people. Um, I don't think that's a very large number for a whole government. Usually, if a, a platform of, of a government, you would have at least, you know, six probably a hundred a thousand people so I want to prove to the country that you know I have a strong following and that um, that the people are behind me. so if you are a supporter of mine, um, regardless of where you vote, I want you to come out on Saturday night at 7 p.m. Um, I really want to celebrate moving forward. Uh, we've had a long year last year and we're bound to have um, some hurdles throughout this year but together we can make him man better. Uh, as my slogan says, and and I and I believe in us. So come on down. I really have a vision for kman, and it's and you're the key part of it. So come on down and celebrate with me on at seven p.m. this Saturday night at Kirkholm Center parking lot. So make sure you're there. Wear yellow if you want to. If you're a civil servant, don't wear yellow. Just come in. just stand up and listen. they can't stop <laughs> you from.
1: Yes, John, because you don't want him to get fired. Um, no. Listen, Kenneth. I, I don't know what went on at the progressives meeting other than what they live stream. And to be honest, I've not had an opportunity to go back and view it yet. I'm hoping that I can do that today. Cause I know there's a couple of stories that I have to pull out of that, but some of you may be aware of the fact that we've been having some adjustment pains on our CMR website. We are hoping that um, we're getting a little bit closer to resolving those issues, but uh, the tech people have really legit been, been getting on my nerves But anyway, um, I think we're a little bit closer to hopefully getting that sorted out. Um, So, you know, you are consistently one of the individuals that everyone says that, listen, uh, you know, Kenneth is getting stuff done. Even as someone who's not a member of the government, your first term in office, um, you've sat in opposition and yet people by and large are very, very pleased with your performance. So when people say that they can't get anything done, if they're not part of the government, I think they could take a page out of your book. They could take a page out of the book of of, um, Chris Saunders, for example, because again, the two of you are very, very strong going into the May 14th um, election day. And um, it does beg the question, if this logic that you can only get things done if you're a minister or your counselor really makes any sense because some of those persons are going to lose their seat because they were ministers and because they were counselors and the people feel like they weren't getting anything done. Um, Kenneth, the other thing that I found peculiar about this weekend, Chris Saunders had a lit crowd. Um, I understand I wasn't physically at the one for Ozzy, but I heard Ozzy had a, a good turnout as well. But when I was looking at even some of the online numbers and I saw, for example, the progressives launch, which they live stream on the compass. Um, they actually had, let me just tell you some numbers now. So they had, I think about 120 people watching that particular live stream and more people were actually watching Chris Saunders live stream, which was happening at the exact same time. And then you had a split group watching Ozzy's live stream. Uh, I don't know. it it certainly shows a level of interest or disinterest when you look at the numbers. So when you see people not showing up to their events, because 300 is not really a lot of people when you have what 12, 14 people on stage. I mean, that's kind of a disappointing turnout if those were actually the numbers, especially when we know that they would have bussed people in to that event. I mean, Sammy Jackson had at least that number at his launch and he didn't bust anybody in. And that's just one person.
5: Yeah, that, that tells you a lot. Um, funny enough, I, I think everybody does their post-analysis of of, of meetings and who was mm-hmm. there and who wasn't there and how many people were there. And um, I think it was a failing grade, in my humble opinion, of this administration um, based on the turnout. Um, the turnout tells you a lot. Um, if, Like one former politician told me, if you were to divide the amount of people who came there uh, into 12 or into 11, because nobody knew – Alva was going to join them, um, you'd probably get 30 people per candidate. Um, and if if your candidate can only bring 30 people to a meeting, uh, I had 30 people last night at a backyard meeting. I mean, so it tells you a lot. Um, so, I mean, but then again, nobody knows because I've seen situations where, you know, in a former UDP meeting, um, there was the 1,200 people and they lost the election um, and lots of seats. So, you know, sometimes yeah. we overanalyze. Um, I ideally yeah. want to see my supporters at my meeting and everybody else. I want them to, to come and show um, any government that may be intending to um, to plan that, that we together are forced to be considered. And mm-hmm. that there is a support base behind me and that they want their voice being heard. So, I really encourage everybody if you like what you've seen from me based on my performance for the last three years and nine, 11 months, um, come and support me because mm-hmm. I have to accept that there's going to be a coalition government. That's my predictions. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's going to have to be people who are grouped together. I personally believe that if we show the whole country that you believe in what I've done and how I stand for you, that any government that is formed would want to have Kenneth Bryan a part of it to help um, formulate policy and guidance with legislation. Um, Mm -hmm. I genuinely believe that people like what I contribute um, and the analysis that I would bring and the information and transparency that I bring about matters and issues. And I have a good um, idea of a cross-section of the people's feelings from from low income communities, to the business class, to the multimillionaires, to to, to, to the poor, to the generational Caymanians, to the new Caymanians. Um, so I think I I think I would be a strong asset to any government. Um, mm-hmm. And I think whichever other nine persons that formulate the government with me, um, they want to be confident that says, okay, Kenneth has a pulse on the people. so. Coming out to show the country that and all the other politicians, because trust me, they will be watching just like how we were watching their meeting. They will be watching as well. Um, We'll send a clear message to them that you want Kenneth Bryant to be a part of the government, uh, regardless of which government is formulated. So I truly am begging everybody to come on out to my meeting at 7 p.m. at the Kirkholm Center parking lot this coming Saturday. Um, I hope to to see a lot of you and I, I hope to talk to you about the future.
1: Well, we will definitely be there. I'm um, Sherry Ann says she's going to be there. Melinda agrees um, that um, she was at Kenneth's meeting. i um, Chris' meeting. Sorry, uh, Layla's asking what independence are you aligned with? Well, Kenneth uh, spoke at um, Chris Saunders' meeting on Saturday, so I think that that's probably a good indication. Um, now, Kenneth, I'm just double checking some numbers here. So Oz's meeting.
5: If I could just correct something. I see one of my sure. community members has corrected me. Last night we yes. had a backyard meeting in Alamo Drive, and we had over 50 people just at the backyard. Yes. So uh, thank you so much for my correction there. Go ahead. Sorry. Yes,
1: the beautiful Denise was on it. Um, Melinda says, I think I was liking a little over 60 people there last night. Um, did you have another that meeting was, last night? As
5: well? No, no, I had a meeting. I had another meeting last night. Um, okay. So, so I think I think you see there's a difference between my committee members. Is we don't count our committee staff. But right. if somebody else came there as an independent individual just watching, they would probably see 60. Cause there's about 10 of us there from my committee. Okay. So that's probably where you get the 60 and the 50 number.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, got it. So Ozzy's meeting just some social media numbers from two days ago. So this would have been Saturday. Ozzy had four point already has four point four thousand views. Obviously, you can go back and have a look at that. Chris Saunders meeting had two point seven thousand views, but again, he had a lot of people actually there at the meeting. So those people might not be minded to go back and view it. And then the Progressive's launch on the Compass website had four point five thousand. So it's kind of interesting that Aussie's single meeting had pretty much neck and neck um, the same number of views that the entire Progressive Alliance launch on Saturday night had, and they were competing events happening at the exact same time. Uh, one of the factors that obviously plays into this particular number is that the compass does have a significantly higher number of, um, let me just double check where they're at right now. So they have, um, page transparency. You know, I always like to check these numbers. So they have 38,000, um, people who like their page, but they have more people who follow their page than like their page. Yeah. And so they do have more numbers than we do. Um, they always, you know, obviously they've been around a little bit longer than we have. So they're always trending a little bit higher in terms of that. I think we have over 32,000 page likes, but um, they do dominate in the followers category. So Brianna is saying good morning. Rock, Rocket says, um, Kenneth Bryan always puts his people first. He's a compassionate man who's always present in Georgetown um, Central and came in first. <laughs> let's, not, let's not forget it folks uh, that video is still making the rounds um, so Layla saying you're aligned I'm glad you're aligned with Chris Saunders assuming that means you're also with Johan, Arden, Sammy as and Bernie sounds like a group that will get things done um, if uh, they get in I,
5: for, for a second there I, I think it's important that I clarify this at uh, this point um, Chris is my friend and, and somebody I do support to be reelected in Bodentown West. Uh, I was asked to come and endorse him, and I'm happy that I did because um, I think the Bodentown West community deserves another good term from Christopher Saunders. Um, who else was on the stage. Um, it doesn't necessarily mean that I was endorsing them. <coughs> and for clarity, I am right. supporting um, Jay E. Banks and Northside. So obviously that's a conflict with Mr. Miller. And though I respect Mr. Miller tremendously, I think there needs to be a new generation moving forward in respect to representation. So um, this this is one of the unfortunate hurdles of of politics and when you're trying your best to, um, to support people together, um, people have different alliances and different support systems. And um, obviously Chris is getting support from other people who I don't necessarily support. So okay. um, I ask that you... Those who, who saw me at the meeting endorsing Chris do not take the fact that I've endorsed him, that I would endorse everybody who was on the stage that was at his meeting. Um, I do have other people that I'm working with that I support. And hopefully in due course, we'll be able to let everybody know who they are uh, because I think about coming structured and and and, and not just coming as independent. I, I'm, I think I've learned a little bit from last time that I think there's a group of us that are going to come out publicly to show that we have strength and that we will be a part of the next government. And I know a lot of people wanna know who they are and and everything in it's time. So I can promise you we're gonna be working with some other strong, strong individuals who have a strong possibility uh, of success at the polls and that we will be able to have a say within the formulation of the government.
1: Okay, so a question for you, you've done well, Kenneth. However, your opponent says you cannot work with government and you cannot work with the opposition. What do you say?
5: Uh, well, I think that is um, persons interpreting me being a yes man as opposed to not working with people. Um, I, think, I think we all have come to the conclusion that, and you, I think you said it earlier, that the government wants uh, a group of yes persons. I'm not a yes man. Um, I am a let me see what the facts say and what the people think about that, and then I will agree. Now that's not necessarily attractive to the type of style of politics that um the progressives, um particularly that of the premier has has done over the years. He wants people who are just going to listen and just say, "Do whatever you're told." That's why he's selected Frank Cornwell. um he's the one that asked him to run um and and because he knows he's a person who's just going to say yes, people like um Wayne Panton, Marco Archer were never yes men, and that he always speaks about. Um, how difficult it was to work with them. Um, and I, I think that's so sad because you want people, um, what's the saying goes, um, iron sharpens iron. Um, mm-hmm. So we can have better solutions if you have stronger people who challenge you. Um, and this is why we always come to conclusion that it's not filtered enough. Like the port, do you truly know whether the people want the port or have you just made up your decision and say, listen, guys, this is what we're doing and you follow suit. Mm-hmm. Um I think I would be strong for any, um, any administration. And I'm a reasonable person. I'm willing to work with people um, as long as we do it the right way. That's all this is about. You just don't, Go off and, and, and make decisions on behalf of the people without communication, without discussion, without public consultation, particularly on major, major matters. I don't think you go to them every day about a road or something like that. But if you're going to change your policy on high rise buildings, which will change the landscape and the culture of Cayman, you have to talk to mm-hmm. them about that. For example, mm-hmm. the Honorable Joey Hugh and this cabinet increased the, the, the heights of um, the buildings in the central part of Georgetown and didn't even talk to the people about it. I wouldn't do that. I would go to my people first and say, listen, this is why we're doing it and why we think it's beneficial. I would like your support to do so. Now, if you get a major pushback, then you hold back and say, okay, I have not been able to convince them of that. Uh, but you don't just go, boom, one day you're in L.A. and then it's there. That's what they do. And, and I don't subscribe to that. So maybe that is what they think as I don't want to work with people. But I know what my job is. My job is to represent the people of this country not my own personal interests. And I think that there's other people out there who like that approach as well and who will respect that and will get elected and see that as, Kenneth, come on, work with us. That's exactly what we want, Um, to hold each other accountable, have a code of conduct. Um, and, 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 I, and I think, to be honest with you, I think it's only one or two specific people in the progressives who feel that way because there's actually mm-hmm. people on the progressives who tell me, Kenneth, I, I really hope that we can work together next term. I wouldn't call their name because the unfortunate part of politics is that then they would have problems in their camp. So I try to, there's some things I just go, okay, I'll keep it to myself. And for those who are under progressives, who do like me and want to work with me, I'm happy to work with you when I'm elected and with my other people who are going to be elected as well. So that's a political narrative. They're trying to sell it, but it isn't working because the people don't believe it. It's like saying you can't get anything done as an independent. But yet still the government that they are made up of, the Honorable Tara Rivers was was independent, Dwayne Seymour was an independent, Austin Harris was an independent. Um mm-hmm. so they're saying that don't support independence because they can't do anything, but yet you still have to make up the government with them. So <laughs> it, it's a bit of a oxymoron, and we know it's gonna be a coalition government, and we know they're gonna to have to do it with some independence. So I'm okay with that. I think the people of Cayman is smarter than they think.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Well, that's some sage advice if you ask me. Uh, Troy says Does Kenneth have a position on the unbridled development and population growth driving policy in Cayman?
5: Yes, I do actually. I think we need to slow down. I think we're going too fast. And I think it's affecting the quality of life in many, many ways, particularly that of cost of living. I think the fact that we're um, supply and demand chain is being tested and pulled so much it's driving up the cost of the country also we're not planning properly from an environmentally friendly way there's many countries who, who who've learned from technology and science that you can develop a nation in a very beautiful clean way but because we're so i hate to use this word a bit greedy um we're moving so fast for the money um and, and and unfortunately, the people who are getting the money are not always Caymanians. I think we need to slow it down a little bit because the argument that is always used is that we're doing this to give Caymanians jobs. Like um, some other members have said, is we don't have a job problem. What we have a problem with is placing Caymanians in the jobs that are here. So mm-hmm. we don't have to get that excuse. Don't ever fall for that to say we want jobs to Caymanians. There's more jobs in Cayman than there are Caymanians. So it's about getting them placed into the jobs that are available. We have to do it slowly. We have to do it constructively. We have to make sure that we're doing it for the right reasons, and it's most beneficial to Cayman and what we want to be. We're, we are a Caribbean nation. Um, yes, we are a growing economy, and most, most of our economy is based on strong growth, but strong, smart growth. We want to be able to say 200 years from now, we're not a Singapore in a sense of, Everything is so developed, you can't even breathe the fresh air because all the trees are gone. We can't even use the table water under, under the ground because it's so polluted. We, we have a waste landfill that's leaching um, um, chemicals into our water. We have to be better at smart development. I must say, believe it or not, I know a lot of people may have different positions about the dark group. But their development strategy and how they encompass um, the, the 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 vegetation, how they encompass um, reusable energy. You know, that, that's my Cayman parrot in my community. I love it. Um, how they is, use is that a wild energy. one? Yeah, those are wild ones. They, they okay. come to my house every morning. There's two of them right up there in the tree. Oh, wow. Those I can show them to you.
1: They're, they're kind of like my agouti. Uh,
5: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hopefully that means I'm a winner. <laughs> um,
1: <laughs> I haven't I haven't so, seen him today, but he's definitely made an appearance when you were here before. So I think you're good to go. Um, he's been so, kind of hiding out. Some mornings he comes out a little bit later.
5: Okay, well, you better tell him to come out today. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. <laughs> um yeah, yeah, I was just saying about the development and answering his, answering his question is that we have examples on island, um, that can develop in a smart, constructive way. Um, one of the things that I think that has caused much of the development right now is, believe it or not, is the positive effects are, depends on how you look at it, the negative effects of COVID-19. And I was saying at my meeting last, I've never seen so many private jets um, flying to Cayman that I've seen since COVID-19. Um, and COVID-19 and our success in our bubble and how we've been able to protect ourselves and still be able to move around freely while the rest of the world is still on the lockdown in some places, wearing masks, living in fear, that made Cayman very attractive to those who are as well. Sorry, Toby, stop it. Um, those who have wealth. And a lot of those private jets that came down to condos and, and uh, retreats said, you know what, if the pandemic or something ever happens again, it's good to have a property in the Cayman Islands. So what you see is this boost in the construction field because all of the little developments that were halfway done and they were up for sale, they're all gone now. And the construction industry is like, okay, let's start another one going. And by that, it's pushing up the cost for Caymanians to get houses because ultimately what is happening is the supply and demand. If you don't have enough workers here to do it, they go, okay, I'm only going to take the jobs that pay me the most. And then you have COVID-19 has affected the, the cost of materials because uh, the plants, um, the supply of materials in the different countries, like in the United States, they're, they're dealing with shutdown elements. So they have limited amount of materials they're supplying in the world, too. So the price of materials have gone up. Um, there's so many other factors that are affecting Cayman um, by way of the COVID-19 that's brought the cost of living up. But we as a, uh, as a country and as, as politicians, have to monitor that growth, that growth is having a negative effect on Cayman.
1: All right, my dear, thank you so much. Carol says, "Beach access. Where Caymanian's going to go camp now." Um, well, Jonathan says we need, all, we need new representation in all constituents across the three islands. Layla says Joey Hugh needs to go. Uh, Elizabeth wants to know, are you aligned with anyone in West Bay? Yes,
5: I am. I'm aligned with Kathy Wilkes. I support her tremendously, even though that caused a bit of a, a ruckus um, in respect to my my, my my former friendship with Mr. Bush and others. Um, but I believe Kathy is, is the next generation of leaders for West Bay. She's young, she's smart, she's intelligent, and I believe in her. Um, Mr and Eugene is a friend of mine, and I I respect him for what he's offered to the Cayman Islands, but I think Kathy is the next choice. What Mm -hmm. we want to do is select a a group of leaders who can give you a solid 16 years of their life, because some of these problems that we have, we need to know we're not electing people who are in their retirement term. Because the retirement term is a very dangerous one for, for constituents, here's why. If they plan to retire after this term, they well, you've never no seen reason. politicians
1: hardly ever retire, but anyway. Well, that's true. That's an <laughs> oxymoron. That's A retiring politician is that's an oxymoron true. for the most part. Right. But we, we, get, we get the point. <laughs> More importantly, my, 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 he just hasn't done anything. That's that's really what the issue is with Captain Eugene. It's not about how old he is, it's about just his personality. I would,
5: I'm I I as much as it's not necessarily something good for me to say in respect to Kathy's success. I don't think that is that something he has done. He's not done anything in the parliament. He's not a very active parliamentarian. Right. Yeah. Okay. Talk and debate and stuff like that. But mm-hmm. um, my assessment of him over his term is that he does a lot of community work. But you also have to remember you're electing members of parliament to debate and give, give contribution to, to mm-hmm. the legislative process and dialogue so that people can hear you. So yes. I wouldn't say he hasn't done anything. But I say, yeah. I can, I can contest. I think everybody right. agrees the, the the sofas you and, the refrigerators
1: and those types of things count too. That's doing something. I'm just saying.
5: I not, no, don't go I, there. I don't go there. Yet, so I'm, not gonna, I'm
1: not gonna do that. <laughs> uh Leila says, I find it so funny that Alden says don't vote for independence because they're unorganized. And so you want us to vote for corrupt, lying, but organized PPM government. I find the independents are very organized and have the trust of the people. All right, Alva. Um Alva, oh shoot, Kenneth. <laughs> my apologies. The names, oh you you and your BFF. <laughs> Uh, but like he said this morning, it's not about friendships, it's politics. It's just politics. So um, I'm sure the two of you will have to sit down later on and have a coffee so you can discuss his decision. I'm a little bit surprised I, that he didn't I, I'm talk not,
5: I'm not ready. I'm not ready, for, I'm not ready for that right now. I, You're not ready? I, I, oh, I, Lord. We can talk about this after the election. I mean, yes. ultimately, yes. The, the, the truth is, listen, Alva is my friend. He's probably the person I trusted the most in mm. government. And I'm not gonna tell a lie, what happened hurt me. Um because I mean if if he sees it he's doing what's best for for him and and Newlands, I can't condemn them for that.
1: But why didn't he even talk but, to you about it? That's weird.
5: Yeah, we we I didn't know that was gonna happen. And um the other part is he's basically agreed that he thinks Frank Conwell is a better option than me.
1: No sir.
5: And uh, that 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 for me is a serious thing. So he's right. This is not about friendships. This is mm. about politics. And I hope that he remembers that statement. That's all I got to say to that.
1: Mm-mm. On that note, folks, um, Kenneth, thank you so much for joining the program. We appreciate it. We will well. see you on Saturday at your big launch. Folks, make sure that you come out and show your support. And why don't we just play um, Kenneth's little video? I just love the song in this anyway. It's just a nice groovy song. So we'll play Kenneth's video again. Kenneth, we will see you on Saturday, and then we'll see you next week. So in between then, have a good one.
6: Jerusalem, I call I don't <imitation>
7: Good morning and welcome back to the show. It's now official incumbent MP Kenneth Bryan has declared for the constituency of Georgetown Central.
5: Every time you see this symbol, I want you to remember Kiman first. (laughs)
6: Da hoy a mi ay cola sé su hambre me da hoy a mi sé
1: All right, folks, Kenneth Bryan says he is ready to serve another four years. And uh, some very interesting and salient comments towards the end there. A trickle-down effect of uh, Mr. Alva Saku's decision, and listen, all decisions, folks, come with consequences. Sometimes the consequences are good, sometimes they're bad, and sometimes they're a little bit indifferent. Um, But one of the consequences of Alva's decision is basically he is, once you're part of the Alliance, you're obviously supporting their entire slate of Alliance candidates, right? And despite him and Alva um, being friends and being, you know, um, in his mind, the two closest members in terms of each other, uh, two closest MPs um, for one another, and they've been there for one another, and I've seen that to some extent, um, he's also now taken the position that um, Frank Cornwall is somehow a better choice than, than Kenneth. And I mean, that clearly cannot possibly in no universe. If you guys are superhero, you like, you watch these superhero shows, you know, how you always have these parallel universe running different scripts. Uh, I think Kenneth has basically just said in no universe, does that sit well with him? And at some point, the two of them will have to have a conversation. And this is a thing when you join with a party or you join with an alliance, you have to toe the line. You have to be that bobblehead that we were talking about earlier. You can't join the alliance and join um, the progressives, alliance and whatever. Let me just try to get it right. Alliance of progressives and independents, And then say, well, I'm not gonna support some of the people on this platform because that isn't going to work for Alden or Roy or anybody else who's supposed to be the leader of the progressives. So it is what it is. Um, Like I said, the 14th of April will be here sooner than we'll know. As someone was asking about uh, events, we try to post as many of them, on our social media pages we can folks so please make sure that you tune into that um this evening for example wayne Panton, who's now sitting in the studio he has a meeting as a zoom meeting scheduled for this evening i think we've posted that already i'm going to just double check that that link is up so that you can tune in virtually to zoom meeting interact with him more one-on-one and ask questions he's also having his launch meeting tomorrow evening which was postponed and that will be at the um ICCI location. So that was postponed folks because of the uh, weather last week it made it uh, impossible for them to put up the stage and other things without it, you know, creating a health hazard. So his meeting will be happening um, tomorrow evening as well. So two back-to-back events uh, with Mr. Wein, There is a debate this evening. So again, we try to through this show as well as on our social media platform, Provide you with up- upcoming events. Just before we pull Ween in, let me just address one thing. Kayil, um, I don't know if he's listening this morning, but Kayil Solomon did ask the question over the weekend um, about why is it that the progressives are not on this program. We've said it before. Um, the platform is open to anyone who wants to come on here because the model right now, folks, is you pay to play. So our guests are paying to come on the program and to let you hear their views and their perspectives as political candidates in the upcoming election. The progressives have decided that they don't want to pay us and they don't want to come on our platform. And even some of the things that we've offered for free and that we have sent them, they have not replied to our emails, which is typical of them, and they have not participated. So they have clearly drawn the line I think in the sand, uh, regarding how they wish to reach the people and what media houses they wish to engage. And it seems to me that they're primarily reaching people through the compass. So there you have it. Uh, We cannot force them to come on. We can't force them even when it's free to come on folks. So that's how the progressive rules and there's not much more that we can do about that. So I guess if you're interested in their meetings and their events, um, check out the compass page and they should have that information for you. On that note, we've got independent candidate for Newlands, Mr. Wayne Panton, joining us. Good morning, Wayne. How are you?
2: Good morning, Sandra.
7: I am well, I think. (laughs) A little little bit on the tired side
5: sometimes, but you know.
1: Yes. Oh, my gosh. I can only imagine. I mean, I'm tired and I'm sure I'm doing different things, but you know, everybody's kind of running on fumes at the moment. I literally had to come home yesterday and take a nap. Like, you know, when you just get to that point where you're like, okay, I just need an hour's nap. So how are things going on the campaign trail with you?
7: Yeah, it's it's, it's pretty good. Um, you know, there's obviously been lots of interesting developments as, as, as happens from time to time. Um, you know, I think I have always tried to um, take a position of being completely honest with people, mm-hmm. um, standing by... What I regard as my principles and values. Um, I mean, I come on your show, right? Um, I have never heard of um, of you beating up anybody. Um, I've never, never seen you um, being charged with anything. Um, yet, you know, you've been shunned by by certain certain elements of the, the political spectrum um, for for nothing, it seems to me. Um, yet, they're quite prepared to take, take completely different positions in respective situations where they should be standing up and should be showing leadership and should be demonstrating values and principles.
1: <clears throat> well, Marva says, cowards equals PPM. That's her viewpoint on that one. Um, yeah, you know, it, it obviously, it is what it is. I think that they have made it very clear um, when they don't support people. And um, the irony of it, Alva's now rejoining them to work with them. But he has been shunned by the PPM. He's been on the outs by them. And he has been, you know, um, a victim, if you want to use that word, of their tactics. So, I mean, I, I understand what he's saying in terms of, okay, he wants a ministerial position, but my question becomes at what cost? I think there's a saying that once people have shown you their true colors, um, believe them. Don't, don't have them have to show you 20 times. Like the first time they show you Take it to heart and understand the type of people that you're dealing with. And unfortunately, um, the progressives has demonstrated to a lot of us. I was a former member of the PPM, um, one of the founding members way back when. And um, you know, they have demonstrated a long time ago what they're all about to me. So, um, I'm, I'm, you know, obviously, he's made his decision, and he's going to have to live with the consequences of that. But I do think that it's interesting that sometimes we quickly forget what people are really all about um so one of the questions there were a few people earlier on the show who are obviously supporters of alba who were saying well you know wayne is going to do the exact same thing but he's just going to wait until after the election to rejoin with the alliance Group or rejoin with the PPM. Now, I know you've you've talked about this before. We've discussed it from your very first uh, visit here in the program. But perhaps it's a good time for you to remind people of where you stand in terms of a formation of any government.
7: Well, I mean, it's, it's one thing to take a position right now um, and line up with people that, You claim historically, you've had all of these issues with. Um, And it's a separate thing when you have the reality of the election results. Mm -hmm. So the morning after the election, then you have you have a different reality in front of you. um, And then you have to make a decision about how you participate in that reality. Um, That's a completely separate scenario from what you do prior to the election um you know i'm i am not averse to working with people who share the same principles and values that i do at least at a fundamental level um you know i have i have a real you know let me put it this way um i have been accused of being politically naive because i have these principles and values that i stick by that i regard are as fundamental things um you know, like I will not discriminate against anybody on mm. any basis. I will not discriminate on the basis of age, gender, sexual orientation, race. Doesn't matter to me. Discrimination is not something that I will tolerate. But when I take positions in principle I'm called um, politically naive, you know, that's fine. I can live with that because I have to live with myself at the end of the day. Mm -hmm. I have to wake up. I have to go to sleep as myself. I have to wake up the next day as myself and I have to believe that the decisions I've made and the actions I've taken fundamentally reflect who I am and what I'm about. Mm -hmm. And I don't think, you know, you see a lot of that when it comes to politics, I don't think you see a lot of that going on too often. And particularly when people are constantly shifting positions, constantly flip-flopping, trying to find positions that are advantageous to themselves, purely out of self-interest. And then they're, they're prepared to tell their constituents whatever they need to tell them in order to satisfy their agenda at that time. You know, that to me is completely disingenuous. That is unprincipled. And it's reflective of somebody that is fundamentally untrustworthy. And to me, you know, you can't, there's nothing more fundamental about voting uh, for somebody than whether you feel you can trust them. You know, do you trust them with the interests of your children? Do you trust them with your interest today, your interest tomorrow, the interests of your children tomorrow? and the mm. next day, and the next day and the next year for the four mm. years. Actually, it's more than just the four years because the foundation that's laid over four years can have a, a very lasting impact um, well beyond a four-year period. Right. And that's, you know, we're at a point now where Caymanians are feeling that this country doesn't belong to them, that the De- valley is not helping them that their, their dreams and their children's dreams are being erased. It's like somebody with a blackboard that has written all across it. Opportunity, you know, careers for Caymanians, uh, lives and, 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 you know, wonderful things for, for, for Cayman all over Cayman or Caymanians all over Cayman. It's like somebody's there with a, with a a giant eraser, just erasing it. And that's how that's how young people feel today. That's how that's how ordinary Caymanians feel, you know, that are uh, going about their lives, um, trying to trying to make it day to day, trying to make it month to month. It is it is really to me is very, it's very heartrending. I I sat with some young people last Friday evening. I think, You know, we had a youth event out at um, at uh, Peter Castle. And you know, there was, there were some people, there were some young people sitting there telling me about their fears, telling me about their dreams and how those dreams are just in their view, melting away in front of them. And they, you know, they were sitting there with tears in their eyes. And it's just an incredible thing when you see that kind of you know, cul- vulnerability, when you see that kind of sincerity and you, and you realize that what we have been doing in this country, the way we have been going about things is, mm-hmm. is affecting our young people in that way is making them feel like they have no opportunity. You know, when you have a, when you have a grandmother that loves her grandkids, like nothing in this world, And you know, the, the, the family says, we don't feel like there's any opportunity for, for us in Cayman anymore. And we, we want to leave and we want to go somewhere else, Mm
3: -hmm.
7: you know, you're the generations of the ripple effects through all Caymanians, through their families, through that, that grandmother's family. I mean, imagine how that must feel when they, those young people feel that they have no opportunity. That, they, that there's nothing left in Cayman for them or, or that there's a future that looks very bleak for them here. And their their kids are going to be raised in another country where they have probably a lot less Caymanian um, culture and influence. And the grandparents are, you know, not going to see them, not going to have access to them. And it, it is just really, really sad. And it To me, I, I'm involved in this because I want to make the lives of everybody better. I want to make sure that Caymanians feel like they have an opportunity. I want them to have the same opportunity that all of my colleagues had in the past that I had, that I benefited from, Mm -hmm. you know, it's it's not, this is not a job that I need to do, but I feel I'm. I'm privileged to be in a position to be able to do it without any kind of conflict, without any, you know, undue motives. Purely, purely out of the interest of of helping people, helping helping my country.
3: Mm-hmm. And
7: I'm sick and tired of seeing people just going all over the place, doing whatever they have to do, saying whatever they have to say. They say and do whatever they have to do to get elected and they say and do whatever they have to do to stay elected because this is one of the most important jobs in the world. But it also it's also a job that you have no you don't need any specific qualifications for. Right. You just have to go out there and promise people the world and tell them that everybody else is bad besides you. Mm. You're really wonderful and you fool enough people into into voting for you. You know that's that's the kind of attitude that I see out there with 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 too many people. Um, and then, of course, you know, after having gone back and forth, flip flop back and forth,
3: mm-hmm. you know,
7: you, you turn around and say, "Oh, now it's now it's time. I guess maybe enough time has passed, and um, it's time time for me to go back home and go go back and um, get on board with 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 this group that I condemned in the past that I spent." I spent four, actually six, probably the better part of six years condemning and saying mm-hmm. that they're awful people. Which at the there the, are the, you know the beginning of that the, the first two years of that would have included me. Mm-hmm. Right? I was awful. I was you know I was a part of an evil machinery. Um, I turn my back on it. And I walk away from it because I realize that there are you know there are defining moments, and. There are times when you realize that you don't share the same principles and values,
3: mm-hmm. so you
7: have to step away and you have to maintain a course that is true to you, that is true to the country, is true to the best interests of our children, is true to their, their best future.
3: Mm-hmm.
7: You know, I, I, up until the 99th hour overtures were made to me again about coming back, which would have displaced. Um, you know, the individual that, that, um, popped up on stage on Saturday night, Hmm. my answer was no, it's not that I have, you know, that I write off everybody. Um, that's not the case. There are many people that are my friends, but collectively, when you have, when you have certain, um, principles and values that are being overridden and ignored purely for political expediency. I draw the mm-hmm. line there. You can, call me, you can call me naive all you want.
1: Mm-hmm.
7: Call me naive all you want.
1: So le- let me just I understand. Have to have to, um, I
5: have to wake up in the morning. i be me again.
1: Yeah, Wayne, let me just understand what you've just said, because I don't want anybody to miss the point. Uh, you're basically saying that the PPM up until the 11th hour, which is probably... I don't know if it's Friday night, but in other words, they were up until most recently still trying to reach out to you to bring you on board. And now we see that Alva has made the decision to go on board with them because he's thinking that this is in the best interest of his constituents, but it doesn't appear that the PPM was worried about him or potentially his constituents because they, you apparently were the first choice. It was only after you continued to say no thanks that they then, um, were able to get him on board. Is that what I'm hearing you say today?
7: Well, I can't speak for them. Um, I can't speak for that side of of the equation. All I can tell you is that I have been approached, um, several times. And I took a, a principal position that as long as they were going to maintain the position they were, um, they, they have been maintaining in, in not addressing the very clear and obvious issue of lack of accountability for the, the egregious behavior of certain people that I wasn't going to, I wasn't going to countenance that. Mm-hmm. I wasn't going to, to, to sign up and hold hands and say, yeah, for convenience sake, I am going to ignore this. I will not do that. And yes, there were, you know, there were overtures. Yeah. As I said, I ignored them. Um, I am not going, as long as as long as, long the position has been that no action is going to be taken, which was a public statement, no action is going to be taken. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to be, I'm not going to count on as that. I'm not going to be a part of that. I'm not telling you when the reality is before me on the day after election that, things that that you don't have to, to actually embrace that reality and figure out how you're going to work within it. Because at the end of the day, you have to serve the interests of the people in the best way possible. But when I was with the PPM, there were very publicly, more than one occasion when I stood up against what I felt was, in some cases, nearly the entire country. Because I felt very strongly that Things are being said and done, which weren't fair to all of us, to all of our people. Now, there may be people who can get comfortable in believing that as long as they satisfy the majority, that it doesn't matter if they, if they harm the interests of the minority. Um, but I, I am not one of those people. I can't behave in that way. hmm because we're talking about human beings. We're talking about fellow human beings. And I can't behave that way towards any fellow human being. When they cry, I'm going to cry when they hurt. I'm going to hurt no matter who it is, no matter what the reason is. And if I've been a part of it, I want to figure out a way to prevent that from happening again, because we are supposed to be about serving all people, all of our Caymanians, not just some uh you know there have been there have been occasions other occasions where it was less public you know i you, you probably don't know but um when when the whole issue was going on around the cayman compass
1: mm-hmm.
7: when it was owned by david legge i fundamentally uh, disagreed with david legge's comments that you know that no caymanian knows corruption um when they see it um and that that all of cayman is corrupt i fundamentally disagree with that i abhorbed that statement but when it was a question of using the power of government to punish the press and in so doing possibly punish Caymanians who work there. I refuse to participate in it. Mm. I did not I I told my colleagues you can go and vote that way, but that to me is a slippery slope and it is it is something that has a potential impact as much as I find the comments of the the then um editor of the compass and owner of the compass as much as I found those comments distasteful and highly insulting I would not go and vote on that resolution to withdraw government um, advertisements at the compass because I did not want to harm I didn't want to see k for example getting laid off. Cause you know, that's going to happen. Mm-hmm. If, if a company is suffering a significant decline in revenue, the first ones out the door are going to be some of the Caymanians. And I wouldn't, I wasn't going to participate in that. Just, just to exact a pound of flesh, just the exact revenge on the, the um, editor. Mm-hmm. There were other ways to do that. So what I'm saying is, Whenever I see something that I consider to be injustice, whenever I see something that I think is not right, I stood up to it. I don't go along with it. Whether I'm with the PPM or whether I'm with somebody else, doesn't matter to me. My only choice in this case was either form a separate party
3: mm-hmm.
7: or or run as an independent and, and get some colleagues aligned with me. Um, and that's what I chose to do. And we have there are there are other people that we are aligned with. Mm-hmm. Um, I suspect that there will be some clar- further clarity on that mm-hmm. um, in, the, in the coming days and weeks. Uh, but we only have we only have weeks left before the election. Yeah, I
1: know it's coming up.
7: So you know, the reality is that. You might as well review, you might as well call everybody independence mm-hmm. because we don't even have operating party structures. There's no party structure that operates within what's left. If there's anything left of mm-hmm. the P slash CDP, right. Um, and the PPM, the PPM as an organization is dead. They ignore the constitution. They do not have, the only time they have anything going on is when they feel that they need to sort of reactivate uh, support and get people involved for the purposes of winning an election.
3: Mm. That is
7: not, that's not a a political party. That's just a mechanism to to energize people to come out and try to get them to support you.
1: Mm -hmm. Let's uh, read a few comments, Wayne um miss uh Anne says that she wishes that she could give you her vote uh, Layla says actions speak louder than words look at the past and current actions of all candidates in order to see what they represent and if they're trustworthy um elizabeth says that words have consequences in west bay and a lot of accusations are being said it's causing a wide division very very unfortunate uh, Miss Valdean says yes, sir, that's exactly how we feel Erased day by day. Miss Mary says, I believe that Mr. Suku has made a colossal blunder. Politics make strange bedfellows. I find it amusing that Kenneth's opponent was encouraged to run against him. Do we remember last election? Why did top why did some top ones in government lose their seats? Be careful. when you're easily led, you can end up like uh, the dog and the bone. Oh, boy. Miss Anne says, Omira, I wish I could give Kenneth my vote. I admire that young man. Tracy's here for it. And Tracy says, the opportunities for the future of Caymanians is dissipating. They're not given the same opportunities as their parents and grandparents and now have to accept lower paying positions and rent as opposed to owning their own businesses and homes. How can you build a culture and protect Cayman if you don't have opportunities? So um, some very salient points there. Ms. Valdine says she's worried about her grandchildren and the future, their future in this country. Tracy also says that everyone is recognizing it, but I have yet to hear a real plan on how to address and make it happen. Caymanians need a clear and decisive plan for future, uh, for their future and culture. And nobody's offering that. Hmm. Ms. Valdine um Says the eldest is 13 and the youngest has just turned one. She's praying for God to help her grandchildren. Sharon says that she hopes that Alva's listening. Sonia says, I wish I was in the area to give you a vote. I know exactly where it'd place my ex. Um, and Rosa says, Yes, sir, stand for what you believe. So you seem to be getting a lot of support here this morning, uh, Wayne. Uh um, let me just yeah. Sorry, let me just um, pull up actually one of our video adverts here for Wayne um, and then we'll take some additional comments and feedback from Mr. Pant as well.
7: Newlands is a vibrant and diverse community which is experiencing tremendous growth as the Cayman population continues moving east. Heather Bodden and I have kept the Savannah Newlands Community Office open over the last four years to serve residents and address their needs. We will continue to do the work of improving and enhancing our communities in conjunction with well-established district councils. This work includes neighborhood watch programs for all communities, the setup and training of sufficient community emergency response teams, the safety and security of homes and businesses, public transportation, road improvements, effectively addressing drainage and flooding issues, managing and maintaining public spaces, implementing a local composting facility, and beautifying our roadsides and community parks. My objective is to make Newlands the best community in Grand Cayman, where residents enjoy a quality of life that is second to none.
1: All right, folks, community creates country. That's Mr. Wayne Panton's position. And we got to hear a little bit there um, in that video snip for some of the things that he's going to be pushing for um, if elected as the Newlands MP on April the 14th. So Atlas wants to know how much of her population is actually registered to vote. Um, Atlas, I would have to look up the exact numbers, but I would dare say not enough (laughs) because we have a lot of young people who are refusing to register to vote. Um, I think there were some 2,500 young people that are eligible to vote that simply have not registered because I think they're running from jury duty, which just doesn't make any sense. Um, Leon says, politics can be very difficult at times. I try and remain open-minded and understanding. Well, that's an understatement. So that's for sure. So, Wayne, you've got your meeting coming up um, tomorrow night. You've got a Zoom session this evening. Now, I know you've already had, I think, at least one Zoom session. Um, Heather had a coffee, a meet and greet um, coffee opportunity over the weekend. You guys have been extremely busy um, out and about in the community, and you still have your constituency office open. And you are, you know, open to meeting with people and um, sitting down with them at every opportunity so tell us what we can expect from the zoom meeting tonight
7: so we're going to be talking about um, broadly about con- um cost of living issues and you know ways that that um that we can address those um, and i'm going to be you know interacting and listening to the comments and views from from um those that are participating um, hopefully the majority will be constituents um You know and 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 responding to them and giving my giving them my thoughts on on the issues around that um sometimes these these um discussions can go off and and you know end up talking about other things as well but that's all good i'm i'm very happy to interact and discuss any issues and give my thoughts on any issues and and solutions to issues um just about anything at any time so i'm i I find it very—it's um, a very useful way to talk to people. You know, um, people come home from work in the evenings and they turn on—they turn on—they flip open their laptop or their tablet—and um, they put it next to next to this stove or next to the sink or whatever it is they're doing and they're preparing, washing up or preparing um, a meal for their kids and family, and they get to listen. They get to to you know participate. And I think it's I think it's excellent. Um, so I'm very glad that we you know that we started um, doing that. Um, the first ones that, that I did were, were excellent, um, excellent discussion, excellent interaction. And I think it's a very very effective way to engage with people. Um, that is extremely convenient for you know for for um, constituents. So I'm I'm looking forward to to this one again. Um, and then tomorrow evening uh, at seven o'clock at ICCI, the the ICCI parking lot, we'll have the um we'll have my meeting that was that was um, rescheduled from last week, as you mentioned earlier. It was because of the the high winds, um, and also the, the, the there was a rain forecast. So we had some like sort of like scattershot rain going on in the afternoon and in the morning and the afternoon, and then. Probably around about 9:30, 9:45, or 10 that night, it bucketed down. So it ended up being the right call, not just because of the winds, but the mm-hmm. winds were a huge factor with the inability for the, you know, the um, the team to get the the screens um, um, set up, and it was, it was just going to be dangerous, mm-hmm. dangerous for the equipment, and possibly dangerous for anybody on the stage. You know, we had a lot of. I think the winds were around. 20, 25 knots, gusting a little bit above that at times. So, wow. So I think today, today, um, it looks, you know, wonderful day. We got a little bit of typical little daytime showers around the place. Um, so I hope tomorrow that the winds are going to be nice. I'm sure they will be, and I think the weather's going to be great. So I'm I'm looking forward to as many people coming out as possible. Um, you know, we're going to have. Uh, we'll have refreshments. Um, we're going to have some great, um, great endorsements. Some 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 speakers that I don't think anybody wants to miss. Um, we're going to have a lot of young people as well who are going to give their perspective on issues that um, you know that they're concerned about, that they 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 think are relevant and and are are the subject of a lot of discussion amongst their peers and I think you know to me that's I I love I love particularly spending time talking to young people because that's why we're here you know if we can't build a foundation if we can't build a strong future for them then we shouldn't be in this we shouldn't be in this business Um, as I said before this isn't this isn't a job for me this is this is a calling to to do something which is going to have a lasting positive impact on our our um, our young people and the future of Cayman, and I just do not believe that it's good enough to have a situation where the people who are prospering today do so at the at the expense or cost of of the um, the kids of tomorrow. It's just not it's not acceptable. There's no reason why we should trade their interest today for for the kids' interest tomorrow. Um,
1: Absolutely not. That's yeah, for
7: sure. Yeah. Well, thank you. I'm I'm looking forward to having people join me.
1: Yes, and we will, uh, we've just posted the Zoom link folks on our social media platforms and we'll send that out to the WhatsApp folks as well. So I know Miss Sue, um, you know, she's one of the folks in our WhatsApp news group that she enjoys getting those reminders. So we'll definitely remind people um, about that session. So good folks, Uh, that wraps up another segment of the Cold Heart Truth. Uh, Wayne, thank you so much for joining us. I think we've got you coming on again, probably one day next week. Um, Heather might be up next. And then I think Ozzy again, we've got your schedule here somewhere. Not to worry. (laughs) So again, we appreciate it. So folks, Zoom session this evening with Wayne Panton. We posted the passcode and the Zoom ID that you can join in. And then we've got uh, his launch meeting tomorrow at... ICCI. So make sure that you come out and you hear that event. We will be live streaming it, but it's always fun to go in person so that you can, you know, feel the vibe, see the action for yourself, to see the audience interact with people. Um, You know, I find political meetings to be very, very energizing. A lot of times I enjoy going to them whenever possible. So um, thanks again. uh, to. I want
7: to say thanks to you, Sandra. I mean, uh, specifically you are you offer a platform that is far and above the best platform to communicate with people today. Um, we don't we have we have a situation where government effectively shut down um, the the one TV station that we had that serviced people all over the country that provided you know news and services to 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 the elderly, for example. Some people, not everybody, can uh, utilize technology or have, have access to, you know, the gadgets or the smartphones, tablets, um, to, to watch your show, which is, which is a shame. And we, you know, we need to, we need to try to, to, to address that, but you, you offer the best platform. The government has has shut down the other TV, the, the TV station. So you're, you're the, you're the number one game in town. And I am disappointed that, you know, the government, um, and others around them won't participate
1: mm.
7: um, in, your, in your platform. Yeah. So I think, I think it's you. a disservice to the country. It's a disservice to people who, the thousands of people who watch your your platform.
1: Well, thank you so much, Wayne. I really appreciate that. And the, the timing of that comment um, is so interesting because Sharon, when we were running your commercial, I actually got a call from FedEx to say that um, you guys know about this little senior program that I'm going to be kicking off. And that was the FedEx guy to say, ma'am, I've just delivered your three boxes um, to your office in town, so I'm going to go grab those. And basically, in case you missed it, um, we have a bit of an initiative, I'll play that video now, where we're trying to introduce um, some of our older population to the available technology so that they don't have to miss out. So yes, the TV station is gone. That's an unfortunate situation. But there are still ways for them to get access, particularly through YouTube. So folks, uh, we've got an initial shipment of 20 units that have arrived on island. If you know of any elderly person, there is the caveat that they do require internet. But if you know of any elderly person who has internet, who has internet access, and would like to participate um, in this program, I will do the setup of the devices, I will go and show them myself. And I have the Lot of patients, trust me, um, especially for older folks because you know they just need a little bit of helping hand to just show them how to get on YouTube, how to access um, whether they want to watch the chamber forums, if they want to listen to Radio K the talk show during the day, during the morning, they can watch CIG TV news segments. And a lot of the candidates are streaming their um, meetings and so on via YouTube as well. So, this is a great way for them to kind of catch up with the technology a little bit. And we can at least help 20 people in this short period of time. So do send your recommendations for anyone on your list uh, that might, you know, be willing to, to try this out and see if it can work for them. So folks, one of the reasons that we're gonna use this particular branded device and this um, we get these from a company in Canada is because number one, they're very intuitive and they're super, super easy to use. Um, if you you know use a TB remote before, this is no different. The interface isn't complicated. And the other great thing about these devices is they do have what's called team viewer application on it. So if an elderly person kind of presses the wrong button or they get stuck, as long as they can get to the team viewer app and click on that, we can do a remote session. So Tracy, thank you so much. Tracy's in the IT business as well. And she said that she's willing to assist so we, we can get Tracy trained up so she can kind of show people um, how to use the devices. And we'll do, you know, we'll go to their homes. We did one in East End already. We will go to their homes, set it up for them. Um, do the whole nine, work, you know, do a little tutorial, show them how to use it. So um, Tracy, I will definitely be WhatsApping you a little bit later on so that we can start rolling this out as quickly as possible. But yeah, it's super easy. And then there's the added benefit of if they do run into a little bit of, a tr- of trouble with it, we can do a remote session and kind of walk them through what they need to do so thank you guys so much for um the support with that initiative right now we just need names we've got 20 units here send names of anyone that you think um you know would benefit from this so again big shout out to um wayne Panton, your candidate for newlands um it's gonna be one of the more interesting races it was already interesting i think from the last election because wayne was uh he lost by the the slimmest margin of all candidates last time and we are 15 votes. So, you know, that's like a household and a couple friends. And I can tell you that there are a lot of people who um, are very, very interested to hear what Wayne has to say. So come on his zoom meeting tonight, come out to his public meeting tomorrow night. And um, you've got, you've got a decision to make folks, the people in Newlands need to buckle up and uh, you know, Wayne says he's your man. He is uh, qualified. He's, Um, a retired attorney. He um, has been a minister in government. He was at one point part of the um, progressive-led government. He's for the environment. He has a lot of issues that are very near and dear to his heart. And he's currently working with Heather Baden and Osborne Bodden with their slogan that um, community creates country. Wayne, thanks again.
7: Thank you very much. And um, have a great day, Sandra. And have a great day to all your wonderful viewers and listeners. Inside Cayman and out of Cayman, because I know you. Yes. Have, some stuff in the world, so have a Thank great day, everybody. God bless. Take care.
1: All right. So yeah, we do have a large um, international population. Some of you I know are actually going to be doing postal ballots, which have gone out already. Um, so there's a lot of stuff in terms of the elections office that's going on. A lot of notices. So there is a story that went up. And again, apologies for the little site issues that we've had. It noted. I noticed today that it seems to be settle- settling down quite a bit. But the anti corruption unit is reminding people, so they have joined forces with the elections office to remind people that in terms of the election, uh, do not run afoul of the law. Uh, Make sure that you stay on the right side of things, that there's, you know, you're going to be held accountable for your actions, transparency, and better governance. They are denouncing any form of corruption during the election process. So we always hear these rumors that envelopes of money are being handed out and people are getting new sofas and all this kind of stuff. Um, Candidates, don't do it. That's the best advice that I can give you. Because if you do it in this day and age, everybody's walking around with a phone, with a camera, whatever. And if you do it and you get caught, you know, you're going to be in a lot of trouble (laughs) because Unlike um, the LA, they can't ignore your bad behavior and turn turn a, an eye, a blind eye to it. The anti-corruption unit will do what they need to do in terms of bringing you up on charges. And they have done, and I think proven in the past that no one is above the law. So um, please go to the elections office website. They've got a Facebook page, the anti-corruption commission website. If you have any questions about what you're not supposed to do, they're having a campaign hashtag act 2021 where you can take a selfie with a pledge that then you can post on social media that basically says you are going to follow all of the um, election rules. So the act campaign supports the United nations convention against corruption um, particularly during campaigns and election season. And I think we all have to stand for that folks Um, you know, there are remnants of it, I think, in our system. And people do it under the guise of, oh, they're just trying to be helpful. But we know that vote buying happens. And I would encourage both the buyer of the vote, as well as the person who's willing to sell their vote, to not engage in that behavior. Um, it doesn't help anyone. And it's not going to help you in the end anyway. You know, uh, it's just, just don't do it. It's the best advice that I can give. So Ms. Donna, thank you so much for uh, tuning into the program. Um she's mentioning about older people. Elizabeth said that older people need help with insurance and jobs. They're being made redundant from their jobs. It's unfortunate, but there is a lot of discrimination that happens with their older population. They are being left behind and that should not happen. Um Miss Mary um says he also tells us to ignore intelligence and follow the team. Who is he? Um I think I might have missed a comment there. Donna says they need to audit them, both going in and an exit. Keep it transparent. Um, Layla says he thinks we're stupid, you know, because uh, people have came make their vote, make your vote count. And I think that really is the message. I mean, I was in Newlands. I'm no longer in Newlands. Unfortunately, I cannot cast my vote in that district. I will be making my vote count. Um, in the constituency of Town, where Chris Saunders is running. And I, it's a clear choice for me. I mean, on a personal level, the choice is amazingly clear. Um, I think that at Chris's meeting on Saturday, he brought a lot of really salient points home to uh, those of us who were there watching him. And um, sometimes the choice is very, very clear. You know, Wayne has a lot of experience, folks, and I would invite you to look at where he stands and important issues. A lot of people are now beginning to recognize the importance of protecting the environment. And Wayne is one of the few voices um, prior to this election, because now everyone thinks it's an election hot button, like, ooh, let's mention the election, because that's going to get us a few votes from these uh, groups that are all into the election. But uh, let me be very clear, um, at a time when it was not the popular thing to do, Wayne was standing on the, elect- the on the environmental platform. And he went against the progressive government on the environmental platform, trying to protect our environment. So this is not a new position for him. This is a position that he has long held and you know, go through his track record. You might not have agreed with every single thing, but I think on the major points uh, that Wayne brings to the table, it is certainly worth um, asking him questions and considering giving him your vote. The other two candidates that are running in Newlands, we have not heard a single word from them to be quite frank frank and honest. I don't know what to say. <laughs> you know, if I don't even hear from people, if they express no interest in really reaching the majority of folks, then I don't see them as serious contenders. Uh, someone mentioned to me that Mr. Roydell, during the chamber debate, made mention of you know things that he would do to fix like the recycling program and you know our trash Mount Trashmore program, and that was so ironic because Roydell was actually uh, in charge of. You know, he was the director of the Department of Environmental Health, which all of that falls under. And by all accounts, um, he was, you know, retired early from that position because of his dismal handling of the entire um, department. So how you'd have solutions now, only God knows. Uh, Leila, thank you so much for your comments. Alva definitely is out of the picture now. She says that's for sure. Well, Alva says he's got the support of the people that he spoke to, to make this decision. I'm not sure who those individuals are, but I got to tell you, I think that he, this is again, my personal opinion that he's made a decision that um, he may live to regret and he's going to have to live with those consequences, but time will tell. April the 14th folks, less than a month away is right around the corner. The one thing that I want to say to all of you Regardless of where you stand or who you support, you have an obligation, folks, to go out there and to vote. I'm going to get up super early that morning. I will hopefully be the first person at the poll in my area to cast my vote because then I got to get back behind the camera and fill you guys in and what's going on all day long. So we're going to do a very similar schedule to how we handled nomination day. We will be inviting um, the candidates and their teams, you know, their counters and everybody else that will be supporting them to join into the program throughout the day, right up until election um, results are in. We have a team that's working between Canada, Cayman, and halfway around the world in the Middle East. They're going to be keeping the Cayman Decides website up in terms of all of the real-time numbers so that you can know as results are coming in, who's in the lead, what's happening, what's going on. Folks, we're gonna do it all over again. It's gonna be in excess of probably seven hours of live streaming. Facebook allows a total of eight hours and then you have to take a break and come back. So we'll definitely be doing more than one session. But uh, we're gonna have food here at our election headquarters. I'm gonna have my water and tea and whatever other drinks I need to get going. I'm gonna try to get some rest up like the couple of days before that, because I think for that day, talking for seven plus hours is not as easy as it looks. It's a lot of work. So I got to make sure that I'm in top form, but we're going to give it to you folks. We will have commentators on as well. I know for sure Troy will be joining us, Troy Leacock. We're hoping that uh, Eden Hurlston, by the way, happy birthday to Eden. He is in Little Cayman enjoying, I think Little Cayman or Cayman Brack, enjoying his birthday weekend. Um, so happy birthday to him. I hope he's uh, getting some rest. but Hopefully uh, he will be joining us and we're going to just have, you know, a lot of discussion um, going into the election results. So until tomorrow's program, folks, stay safe. Tonight we will have the chamber. uh, It's not going to be much of a debate since it's anticipated that the only person that's going to actually be there is Dwayne Seymour. But we will still live stream that so you can hear what Mr. Seymour has to say. And um, we will also have, hopefully, Mr. Wayne's um, Zoom session available for you guys to log in and view that as well. But participate, because it's so easy to just log into a Zoom session and participate. So that's all I've got for you, good folks. We will see you guys tomorrow morning. And I won my vote, and to do something about the discrimination
5: that Kiamanians face on a day-to-day basis within the workforce and to do something about the bullying within the schools, then you can talk to me.
2: You do something about the unemployed people of my community. And I'm not talking about after COVID, I'm talking about before it, cause it been going on for years. We vote you
5: guys in and you guys go up there and you argue about nothing and make no changes. I tired of it, man, it's 2021. I can barely afford groceries, light, water, and I'm paying somebody else's mortgage. You wonder why? Because I can't even afford a house. I like got my
2: mother and my father asking me why I don't have a house. Your Cayman is no longer the and It hurts my heart to see that. That Cayman is no longer for us. What, why, more children have?